What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this sh- new, 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 new world order. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. New, 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 new Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus, and you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy, also known as the whole effing show. Better known as Senor Gregorio Greybeard, Mr. Nothra Bajo himself. The ladies love to call me Third Leg Greg. And also, I'm the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate Confucius, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed, Best Edutainment new, here on new, YouTube. New, new, new world order. Also known as um, the uh, CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC. And also, CGA, the king of milk duds. CGA, that is C-God Allah, and I be the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. The 10-time, 10-time, 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Great show that we have today. It is a Wednesday, January 17th. But Q-Tip told me don't say the years, if you know what I mean. Uh, shout out to our brother here. It says right here, why women hate the men they create. We're going to talk about that. Very important part of uh, developing yourself as a man. See, manhood, masculinity is a journey. We don't preach alphaism here, although we love the brothers that are in the alpha sphere. Is that Dr. B.O.A. alpha sphere? It sounds familiar. All right, but we appreciate the brothers that approach that particular mindset, and we want men to be men. We want women to be women. We don't want this gender schmender uh, smorgasbord, all this melting pot BS that is confusing the men of America. But manhood is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight for every man. Some men get an early start to manhood. Many men get a late start. Many men, it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. Some men win towards the end of their lives. Some men, they start at the beginning. Some men win in the beginning. Some men win in the beginning and they lose in the end. And vice versa. Some men lose in the beginning and win in the end. But it is a journey for most men. And the realities of nature is we got to become the man at some particular point. You either be the man or beat the man. But that's what it is right here. I forget what it is for the Rick Flory. To be the man, you got to beat the man. That's what he used to say. Um, and that's just the way it is. Ninja, we're not born like women, we're not born given all of the things to give us an advantage. Women are born, most women, most women are born given an advantage. And that is that men are horny. You're horny bastards. Not only that, Mother Nature wakes up and sprinkles them all night. Sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, sprinkles them with fairy dust and fantasies. And then they grow and develop and deposit fats where you horny bastards like it. They give them shiny hair and glowing skin and they give them a significant advantage, and then they sprinkle themselves with fantasies in order to achieve their destination. Very rarely do women have to work as hard as a man to get to where they need to be. The exception to that is ugly women. Yes, uh, I mean, mm. ugly women are the exception, and they're really in fantasy land when they think they should get what pretty women should get. 
also fat women. But yeah, it is what it is. But that's part of being a man. It is a journey. It is a destination. And that's part of being it, man. We got to take our lumps. We got to take our L's. And sometimes ninjas take L's and they don't act like they take an L's. But we're going to talk about it because a lot of men are led astray by the fantasies of women. Women are living in a fantasy world. They live in a parallel universe. And that's not a belittling of them. That's a description. But we live in a reality-based world. And sometimes women can make us become something that they're eventually going to hate. They'll ask you to do things and you'll do it. And over a period of time, she will realize that, well, that didn't make me happy. And she'll say something like this. Right. And you've changed who you were to fit in with her. And then ultimately she might say, well, I hate the man you became, but it was the reason you became that man was because she asked you to become that man. So part of what we do here in this show is to teach men to not follow women. You don't follow what they want. You do what you want and then they fit in. Okay. As too short said, get in where you fit in. And so the women at some particular point will learn to fit in, to become, all right, mold around who you are as opposed to you creating yourself the way they want you to be. Because I'm going to tell you, here's one of the secrets. Here's one of the cheat codes. Whatever man you become, whatever advice from woman you become as a man, whatever advice she gives you, if you take it and you become that man, she's going to hate you. She's going to hate you. She's going to hate the man she creates. And we're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. Also, we're going to talk about cold approaching for a significant portion of time. Uh, that is, seems to be a, um, an issue with men, cold approaching. And, of course, I'm out of the game. You know what I mean? I'm just an old, old dog with old tricks. You know what I mean? Men, I'm just an old dog. That is a trick at this particular point, you know. So when I talk about cold approaching, I'm not talking about my cold approaching today. Like, I don't cold approach. But so a lot of people believe I'm trying to talk about my experiences today. I don't cold approach no more. Like, I mean, come on, cold approaching today for a man, an old dog like me. All right, I ain't cold approaching no old, washed up ass 46-year-old woman. Get him, daddy. I'm approaching some fine feline pieces of calico okay daddy all right that's what i'll be out here doing that's what i'll be attracting with the daddy energy with my gray beard the young women be like get him daddy all right it is what it is all right and so you know cold approaching is that but for young men cold approaching seems to be a very very deep discussion and i do have some women asking why aren't men approaching women anymore we're gonna talk about that remember they hate the man they create. We're going to talk about that. Street harassment, cold approach. Should be interesting. We're going to use some cold approach artists on here. Watch some infields. It's going to be a fabulous time today. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got the three biggest lies that women tell themselves, according to a sister. You've been on, on my mind. A sister's going to tell us. A sister's going to tell us the three biggest lies that women tell themselves. And I love it, man. I used to have to do these shows. With, uh, with me telling you the three biggest lies that women tell themselves. Now, I don't have to do it so much. These women are out here telling on themselves. All right, and I love it. Makes my job easier. All right, because nobody can say, not all women, coach. All right, we got a woman on Straggle Sniggle Theater using her daughter to steal stuff out of the store. Man, shit's going haywire, but do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button on the best edutainment here on YouTube. And also, to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Venmo, it's Coach Greg Adams TV. 
And PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious. New, 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 new world CGA channel. What happened? Where did all the men Where go? Where did all the men go? What happened to the good men? All right, where did all the good men go? Ladies, you are you wonder that too. They be like, where are all the good men? What happened? What happened to the real men? All right, yes. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contributions to today's show. Albert Wesker up front again says women treat men like crap, then get mad when we walk away. <laughs> You're not going to play our little game. All right, that's what it is. You know, I, I, I shout out to the ladies that are watching me. I always tell you always tell you you know what i mean y'all play game y'all be playing too many uh games with y'all lives out here this ain't fun all right and then they hit a certain point in their life where they are out here understand 52 years old uh, <laughs> it's funny to me because i'm in that age group so i'm seeing all of these 50 year olds if i had if i had a great attraction for 50 year old as much as i have for junior college age women ninja i wouldn't even make a show i never would be able to make a show I would be lined up, piled up with three 50-year-old women per day. All right? And that goes for everybody up. 43, 44, 40. Like, right around 42, women start getting a little antsy. The numbers game is ridiculous um, at this age. I mean, I can pile on. If you haven't followed my locals, I showed you and demonstrated uh, what happens with women at 42. I mean, if I just like women my age... I wouldn't even be able to have the energy to do a show. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's the easiest thing, but it sucks too at the same time. It's kind of disrespectful to me that it's so easy to grasp women in their uh, mid-40s and all the way up. I'm like, damn, where was y'all? Was that, where, where? There's that like button again. Where was y'all big old, where was y'all women at when I was in high school and college? But it's absolutely atrocious out here, man. These women are out here desperate. They're horny, too. They're horny. All right. Is my thumbs up going to happen because I'm drinking coffee? Jesus. And they cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, too. And some of them are married. It's a disgrace. They give you two pieces of peace leave, and they want a commitment. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. And they're bored. They ain't got, guys, they ain't got nothing going on with their lives. All right. You give them one, you, you blow they back out one time. And they like, let's go to a show. Let's go to the movies. Let's do, let's do something this weekend. You like, ma'am, I wouldn't be caught dead in public with your ass. I wouldn't be caught in broad day with your ass. Come on, man. I'm only around junior colleges. I only take the junior college out. They organize their whole life around you. You give them one, they give you one piece of peace leave. You like, you boring. All they do is go to work. They ain't got shit going on. Life in chaos and shambles. Ninja. All right, we got some other brothers here. Uh, shout out to Skyler. He says, my Monday Mastodon just left now for my Tuesday Gordita. You don't even know what day it is, do you? <laughs> right? Because you're, you, it's Wednesday. Uh, what's going on here? Skyler, it's Wednesday. Or, or did you get your dates mixed up? Yeah, you thought it was, you, you forgot Martin Luther King Day. Desert Brew Crew says, stop bringing good niggers. He says, you need a hand sign. Uh, I need a hand sign for uh, rain feet. What? I need a hand sign for rain feet. Or I don't know what that means, man, man. What? What that means? Anyway, some more 
money for coffee for you. Stay blessed, EGA, in the coach game. Shout out to the Desert Brew Crew. YouTube says a small love gift. And by the way, for the paralegal that's watching today, these are love gifts. These are love gifts. All right, these are gifts of love. All right, what do we got here? We got our brother Derek W. says for the Junior College Fund. Woo! I'm rich, bitch. Indeed. Indeed. Shout out to the JUCO Fund. All right, Flatback Supreme. I mean, I got a good JUCO roster here. My JUCO roster is Liddy. All right, they be looking good. All right, what are we doing here? Shout out to, uh, we'll call you, Wesley says, sending you much support from way out here in the deepest, darkest Africa. Your message is reaching us loud and clear. Keep telling the truth. I support you in locals as well. For ninjas who haven't supported you yet, send them out with this right here. I wish a nigga would. For real, where are these ninjas at, man? Y'all getting all this free information in game, and then y'all get one Milly Mouth Muskrat quoting me, stealing straight from CGA. Straight jacket. And then you guys sending them super chats. <laughs> all right. All right, shout out to Weeland says, Coach, impersonating the ladies is hilarious. Keep the fire and laughs coming. God bless you, sir. And these brothers have been around for a long time. Desert Brew Crew, Albert Wester, Weeland. All right, Mr. Albert. All right, most of these guys that come in here early, they've been around for a minute. Shout out to YouTube. And uh, Mr. Albert says, I'm still mad that a man spent 44 years in prison for a lying courtroom. <laughs> for real, man, I would be pissed. I wish... I will wake up and say, hey, I spent 44 years in. Why not the rest of my life? Somebody got to go. Skinny pop pop. And a boom, boom, boom. Shout out to Sam Saylor says for a fish sandwich. Sandwich. Shout out to the fish sandwich. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? I think as men, we've lied to women too much. We need to be honest with them. While we should be honest with them, women have to do a better job of accepting criticism. He says, Women do F up in relationships more than we admit. And that pretty much they mess up in almost all relationships. I'm not just saying that to say that either. You know, I'm not just saying that. They Their expectations of what in reality are two different things. And that's what messes it up, right? The fantasy doesn't meet reality. And so if you don't, if they don't lead you down this game of what you should say and a real man does, it's all messed up. Last one, no government name says one more donation. From the most unorthodox ninja from Milwaukee out of genuine appreciation for the direction. Not really sure how we supposed to make it here using a normie path. It's even hard with these cheat codes, indeed. All right, it's hard with these cheat codes. Oh, man, I wish I could put this together in succinct. I'm going to have to make like five books, y'all, because there's so much information, but it's hard to really follow how to use it because I don't know when you started listening to me. You could have started yesterday. You could have started five years ago. So you're trying to put this together. I put one book together, Free Agent Lifestyle, but I need to have like four more manuals out because in reality, it's hard to get the information and apply it in an appropriate manner depending on how you watch my videos and what mood I'm in when you watch the videos. So, yeah. Even with these cheat codes, I got some cheat codes. I mean, we got the cheat code here. All right. And I'm rarely trying to sell you anything. All right, I'm really trying to sell you anything compared to how many women are trying to sell you something. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. I'm relatively a just a consistent person, whether you contribute or not, whether you buy anything or not, whether you hit the members, whether you super chat or 
hit the hit the uh, cash app. I'm still giving you the info. And uh, much of the men here have been able to do this freely. Many men do contribute. I mean, a small percentage, but yes, I get I get help and love gifts. But for men, you really gotta we really gotta understand that it's a long term game. It's a long term game. It's not really a numbers game. It's a long term. Who's the most consistent? Who's the most consistent? And are these really cheat codes? Mm, that's an interesting way to think about it. Let me think about that. But hit the like button. We got 1,100,000 people on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We got 2 million people on, on the Notorious channel and so forth. But look, I'm going to get on. Shout out to our brother last thing here. Jordan says, I'm new to the channel. Shout out to my boy C. Shaw, longtime listener. Appreciate you, Jordan, for being here. New subscriber. See, this is an example. We got brothers leading brothers here, so I appreciate you. Okay, we got brothers leading brothers here, so I appreciate you. And uh, hope you enjoy the show. And shout out to Brown310. And yeah, let's get to it. What are we doing first? Is it Straggle and Sniggle Theater? Yes, it is. It's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, man. We got it going on. This is gonna be a great show. Hit that like button. Let's match it. Get 700 likes. We're up to that point where we need 700 likes. And the camera's picking up my thumb impression. Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's take you to a city near you. But uh, here we go right here. Uh, apparently, allegedly, a camera is following around a mother, a single mammy, a single mammy, the most destructive force in the black community, and her young future single mother child. Hopefully not. And let's see what happens here. She got a baby in my doing. She used to mess around with your daddy. Mm-hmm. She be on uh, Facebook to my she got all this money and this and that. And honey, that's sad. She, she, that is so sad. That is but, sad. Look, but she been doing that for a long time. She got a baby. Look how beautiful she is. I'm following her. I'm going to this. All right, where they going? Oh, they're headed to the exit. Hey, she got that baby spinning and walking out the door with her. Girl, you don't stop. Why'd you follow me? You pitiful. Oh, you still beating about a man from here. You got a man. You got a man. You yeah, stay out of our business how we pay our bills. Stay out of our that's business. You better go on follow You better go on follow You better go on follow me. I got you on camera, baby. I got your face on camera, baby. Ain't nobody scared. Ain't nobody scared. Y'all better go on follow Oh my goodness, just <laughs> she did right around. <laughs> goodness. Man, these people out here, man. All right, look, she all in her business. This definitely somewhere in Baton Rouge, Louisiana or somewhere. Is that California? I don't know, man. But she definitely looking like she got caught. She looking like, hey, man, she looking like, hey. Wait a minute. Who are 
are you? I'm surprised the alarms didn't go off. Strike jacket. All right, and that little straglet, stragniglet, all right, that she got with her, she already gone. What did I tell you guys, man? I always tell you, young women between the age of 8 and 12, 8 and 12 are the most critical years of development for young women, especially young black women. If they hit 12 and they already niglets, it's a wrap. You ain't going to be able to control them, Ninja. All right. The mommy already led her astray. What we call sabotage. All right. The kid hits 13 and they already bad minded. They already going to be bad minded, Ninja. It's going to take them about 25, 30 years to recover, Ninja. They already down bad. She lost to the sauce. All right. We are lost in the storm. All right. That little sniglet that she got right, right rid of. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And she got her wig hairdo up here right now. She definitely got her wig hairdo with the Allen Iverson cornrows right there. She looking like Latrell Sprewell. You know a wig go on top of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll call them stragglets. All right, we'll call them stragglets. But, uh, man, they didn't escape with a cart. I mean, and why she got the kid doing the dirty work? Why she got the kid doing the bloody work right here? Why aren't you pushing a cart? Because you're going to go to jail. You're going to send your daughter to uh, teen camp. You're going to send your daughter to continuation school. Trying to steal. The, uh, and you know she's selling all of that. You know she's selling all of that. She's the booster auntie. She's the auntie that boosts stuff and sell it to the, everybody in the hood. Mm. <laughs> these stragglets out here. They ain't got no chance out here with these desperate women. All right. Uh, let's take these straggling snickle theater here. When the best man used to date the bride. Oh, no. Mm. When the best man used to date the bride. Oh, this is going to be good here. And I just noticed the connection they had. The laughs they showed together, the way they looked at each other. And you'd think it sounded really romantic. But the only problem was I was dating Rachel at the time. Oh, man. Well, that's interesting here, and I know I'm going to get a copyright here, so I'm not going to play the music here, but so I'll describe it. And look at this ninja. He definitely hurt. This ninja been hurt. His soul is crushed. Look at him. Man, this is the plight of men today. The cock carousel takes no prisoners. So uh, that was your girlfriend, sir. You used to date her. And the ninja took your girl, all right? Strike jacket. Mr. Steal Your Girl is back. <laughs> oh, when the best man used to date the bride. Holy mackerel. <laughs> Shit getting too close to home these days, ninja. Remember we did that story on Spit Spit Sisters? <laughs> all right? Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. And so look at him. He trying to laugh, but that's some pain right there. This ninja said, I came to bring the pain hardcore to the brain. That ninja hurt. That's pain right there. That's pain. It's an evil world we live in. Yeah, who hurt this ninja? This ninja in pain right there. So look, take a look here. I can't play it again because there's background music. So I'm going to get a copy strike. Uh, there go Chad Light right here. Look at him. Look at Chad and Beta Brad. So look at who ended up with the girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Strike jacket. Chad Light. Got your bish, right? Your bish, your bish. All right, and so here we go right here. And uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, uh, I knew these good qualities about her because I was dating her before you, and she's sniggling at this ninja. Look at that. Oh, she looked like a nasty 304 too. Take a look at this woman right here. Ugh. 
minute. Who are you? She look at her. She actually just taunt him. Yep, I'm a skeezer. Yep, she's I'm a skeezer. Look at Chad. He think he won, uh, but you lost, Ninja. You're gonna lose this one. You're not gonna win. He think he won. Yep, I stole your bitch. I stole your bitch, you bitch ninja. All right. <laughs> And they sitting there listening like, oh, man, you know what they want to tell him? Because I'm going to tell this ninja the same thing. You know what they want to tell him? I'm going to tell him what they want to tell him. If Maybe if I could tell him, I'm going to tell him this. Shut your bitch ass up. Yeah. Shut your bitch ass up. Yeah. That's what they want to tell him. <laughs> All right. But they ain't got the nerve to tell him. And so they like, oh, you going to front us off? Okay. You going to front us off like that? Gotcha. And she was like, yes, I'm a whore. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Straggle Sniggle Theater. We have a woman that says, well, she's going to tell you. Well, can I call her a woman? She definitely a straggle. She's definitely a straggle. All right, she's going to tell how she deals with anxiety. You know, this is a popular thing. People say they're traumatized. I have trauma. You don't know about your unresolved trauma. I live in the past. I cannot proceed into the future because I have trauma and it gives me depression, anxiety, and stress. All right. And she's going to tell you how she deals with her stress and anxiety. Okay. Take it from here. So how do you deal with your anxiety? Um, that's like a that helps. Yeah. It like calms me but, down. But it, but it got to be a little, a little like though. No. Suck something or something. Something? Like more than one? Damn, her chesticles are nice, though. I mean, How much does it take to get your anxiety down? Three. 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 Trying. All right, three. It takes three salamis to get her anxiety down. Trying. I did it before. I, I felt actually pretty good after. Three in the same hole? Not talking about your mouth here. Oh, like one at a time, but it was like three, right? Was, How do you hold three crazy. with two hands? Oh, like this and this and that. Like, Trillion. Oh. It's easy. Yeah. Trillion. Hey, man. <laughs> That's somebody's daughter right there. Uh, I know girls like this for sure. I know girls like this for sure. Ninja, these women out here wilding. Damn. Is this how you deal with stress and anxiety? You have three pookies in there mm. sucking them off. All right. I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to do? I can't change the world. All right. Uh, Straggle Sniggle Theater here. Can I play the music here? Let me see if I can play the music here. Straggle Sniggle Theater. What's wrong with the world today, man? Look at this woman here. Action. Oh, man, this is, man, send it, send it. This is, oh, man, like, it. come on, man. And y'all big booty liking ninjas will tell me up and down that I'm wrong for liking flatbacks. Like, what the hell is this? Somebody tell me what is this. This is ridiculous. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop lusting after this. This is not real. I, I've been telling young men that you guys have been indoctrinated to worship women that are not real. They don't exist because this where the doo-doo at. Like, this is ridiculous. Trust me, this would not be a fun sexual experience. Maybe if you don't have experience, but this is it. This is silly. This is silly. I mean, really, the booty don't match the legs. 
and she got ridiculous breast implants. Who was the uh, an action guy in the background? Action. <laughs> action. Action. Are they recording pornography? Like, come on. Like, this pathetic, man. This pathetic. Please do not get to the point where you worship this. This is not real. This is, this is so ridiculous, man. Come on, man. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. That's some nasty shit right there. Straggle with Sniggle Theater presses on. Last video, we got Granny. Nana. Nana's a nasty girl. Take a look at this. This is definitely somewhere in the deepest, darkest, dirty south. Nana needs some pipe. Which one of y'all ninjas gonna give? Oh, that's nasty. Which one of y'all ninjas, you nasty boys, is gonna give Nana the pipe? Listen up. What do you mean? You said what? I gotta get me a man so I can fuck this weight off me. I ain't gaining that much. baby. So you gonna sit up there and tell your, your daughter and your granddaughter? Yeah, yeah, I'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? You said what? I got to get me a man so I can fuck this weight off me. Jesus. All, the humanity. All right, she said, I got to get me a man so I can F this weight off. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. Some of y'all nanas was out here full on skeezers. And she got not even the gray hair. Her gray hair, her hair is yellow at this particular point. And Nana used to be, I told you, some of y'all mamas and some of y'all nanas, they used to be at the damn juke joint. Da na 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 na. Da na 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 na. With some furry punanis. Not even the shade punanis, with the punanis that have the musty punanis. All right. And they used to have a big old burning bush down there. Da na 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 na. Da na 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 na. When I was a little boy, <laughs> all right, they used to be down there like in that, that picture on Good Times, all right, doing the bump, the booty bump, all right, bump, <laughs> all right, da-na-na-na-na. She like, I need to get piped down viciously to lose this weight. Mm. Now, the mother tried to shame Nana and say, you going to tell us that in front of your granddaughter, in front of your daughter? She like, I don't give a damn. Oh, that's nasty. She like, bring on the pipe. Oh, man, these women been out here in these streets. They been out here in these streets. In these streets. All right, Nana been out there. She like, look at this, man. She ain't even going to shower today. She going to throw that same moo-moo on out here. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> they used to mess with, uh, they used to mess with B.B. King, John Coltrane, all right, Thelonious Spear Monk. All right, they used to mess with, uh, <laughs> I can't even think, uh, Muddy Waters. They used to mess with all of them ninjas out there. All right, Muddy Waters used to get after her. Da-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na. They used to be out there with, yeah. They used to be out there with Muddy Waters and shit. All right, getting Muddy Waters, all right, flooding the streets in here, these nasty-ass women, these nasty. Oh, that's nasty. They used to be out there with Chuck Berry and freaking James Brown. They used to change. They used to chase James Brown around the stage and throw panties on the stage. Da na 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 na. That's what your nanas used to do out here. These nasty women out here. Yes. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like five, 
50 on the five sticky come get high with me that's a deal right all right i'm still muted uh watch out for these women out here all right this used to be bad out here that's how they know man that's how your mama's learned to be out here with percy earl and them making rent <laughs> okay what do we got here shout out to jabari says yo coach did you uh see how rapper est G sister, there's something missing there. Did I see what about EST? G sister, hold on for a second. I don't know what that means. I, I have to ask you right here. Wait a minute. All right. Who are EST you? G sister. <laughs> Let me see here. Is that is that one rapper or two? Okay, rapper ESG ESTG sister says she has five kids. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh, I see what happened here. Oh, shit. All right, uh, what he's talking about is this story here. Oh, there's a rapper, ESTG. I don't know who the hell that is. I'm looking at this ninja like. Wait a minute. Who are you? All right, it's, does he spin the block and slide on his ops? I'm pretty sure that's part of his lyrics. It's, he looks like a rapper that would say, spin the block and slide on the ops. That's a bar. All right, ESTG. Accused of abandoning, abandoning, abandoning homeless sister and her five kids. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he abandoned his homeless sister and five kids. What the fuck? What that mean? Um, I'm sitting here like. What do I tell you guys, man? I tell you guys this all the time. They going to shame. So what's the problem? What is the problem? I, I got to read the story a bit here. ESTG has been accused of abandoning his alleged sister. Alleged sister? Who said the uh, guy left her and her five children without any support. I am ESTG's sister and I'm homeless. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I'm sitting like, <laughs> ma'am, what does that have to do with you? What, like, what is it? This he has no, he has no allegiances to you. Shout out to ESTG. But what do I tell you guys? Women are out here. They when they struggle. If you become successful, they gonna reach. They gonna reach for you. Uh, don't you have other men who had those kids? Where they at? All right, just because I'm rich and famous, bitch, don't mean you get a piece of the pie. All right, they come out here shaming. They come out here shaming the poor guy. He's like, all right, you probably didn't even support me throughout my, uh, you know, when you were down here. Uh, it was hard out here for a pimp when you were struggling. And now all of a sudden you made it, and they're like, you abandoning me. I'm not abandoning you. I don't owe you nothing. All right, I owe you shit out here. What are you talking about? That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, shout out to, okay, so uh, same guy asking me, um, that the sister threatened to expose him because he won't send her money. After claiming she's homeless with five kids, he sent her 60K over three months. <laughs> wow, I didn't even get to that far apart. So uh, this, according to you, it says right here, okay, she removed the post. Okay, this story didn't cover that, but you're saying that he sent her $60,000 over three to four months and she fumbled the bag? These, uh, these people are parasitic. Expose him for what? What is she gonna expose? Were, were, were they uh, were they banging each other when they were young? 
did he did she have a baby by him? Did she have a baby by him? That's the only thing I can think that she can expose. I'm going to expose you. Okay, so it looks like he was sending her money and then she probably funded fumbled it. She came back. What I was telling you the story the other day of women get money from men, you would think you would think they would become rich. You would think they would invest the money. And I told you this, they fumble the money. I was I not telling you this? Guys were in here arguing. I did have a troll in here. And I was like, I don't care how much money you give to a woman. She's going to spend it. Like 98% of them are going to blow it. They're going to blow it. I don't care what you give them. Hey, Henry Resilient, shout out to you. Henry Resilient stressing over, you know, he's, he's got to send his ex-wife a lot of money. You got to come to the reality. They're going to fumble the bag. They're going to blow it. They, it's going to burn a hole in their pocket. I just was talking about this, and now you bring that up. I've heard women do this. They got $50,000 off a trick. The guy was being generous to help her. She had a sob story. He had the money. It wasn't hurting his pockets. He gave her the money, and then she blew it. And I knew a, I knew a woman who did this. She blew up 50 grand and came back to the guy like, can I have another 50? I've been telling y'all that. Yep. I've been telling y'all that for some time. They are horrible with money. But once they see that they get can get money from you, they now see you as a tap, like a water tap. They're like, all right, he gave me 60 grand. I'll I'll um just come back to him if I blow it, which they're 98% of them are gonna blow it. But then what you do is shut them down. You be like, nah, I ain't giving you no more money. And then they, oh, I'm gonna tell on you. It's crazy. They blow it in weeks. They will blow zero fallout. They will blow that money in weeks. And I'm probably going to say he probably gave it to her in bits and pieces. He didn't give her $60,000. He probably gave her like 5,000 here, 7,000 there, 3,000 here, 10,000 there. It probably was pieced together in a three to four month period, which means in effect that she blew it fast. All right. She blew it fast. She took the $3,000. It was gone before she, before it hit her bank account. She probably had overdrawn bank account once, <laughs> at least one of those times that she had to put the money in just to equal, just to become even. So I never really fear women and money and giving them money because they're going to blow it. <laughs> they're going to blow it. Or, or, or. Now, I'm not saying give them money. I'm just saying they're going to blow it. Like they are not going to become wealthy. A lot of guys think women are, they're finessing you. I'm like, not really. <laughs> They are finessing you in a sense, but they're not finessing you in becoming wealthy. Nah, they they taking that money and they blowing it and they got to come back out and then bend over again. <laughs> right? It's like drugs. All right, they're bad with money, man. I'm telling you, man. And if you have female relatives and shit like that, just know that that's going to be your life. If you have a mother, a single mother, if you have a daughter, if you have uh, female relatives, sisters, nieces, cousins, that's going to be your life. If you make it, that's going to be your life. Shout out to Joshua. Good to see you, brother. You're the Detroit Lions fan. He says, coach, I am an aspiring passport, bro. Second quarter of life who was planning his first trip out of the country this year going solo. Coach gang, what are your thoughts of staying in the hostel versus a hotel? Any advice is appreciated. And uh, please share with him what your advice is. In terms of traveling solo, mostly staying in a hostel versus a hotel, I would never stay in a hostel. Like, never. I don't think there's a chance that I would do it. 
All right. I spit where I spend the most money traveling is hotel. Like that is the my most expensive probably ticket. All right. Is going to be at the hotel. Like I want to be in comfort. I want to be in peace. Um, also at hostels, the problem is like there's a period of time where you cannot come back. Right. Take a shower, relax, take a nap. You have to be out all day and then you come back in. I would never. All right. So anyway. And then you get better security. You don't have any theft. Uh, really, you don't have to deal with that too much. I would never stay in a hostel. But if you're traveling on a budget, I understand. All right. But I would I would not do it. That's just my advice. Shout out to our brother here. Mr. O James says, coach, be nice this year and check on your boy Hafiz. And tell him to blink twice if he needs help. Shout out to the coach gang. Where's Hafiz at? All right, it's been, I won't pick on him no more. I won't pick on him no more. All right, anyway, I wasn't picking on him anyway. He picked that fight. We got our brother, Kevin W. says, hey, coach, I was wondering if we could have a money mindset episode on buying a franchise. I don't have experience of doing it, but yes, maybe somebody has. He says, I'm in the process of doing so, but I believe the coach gang will have perspectives that I've never thought of. Take care. And thanks for everything you do. Depends on what type of franchise you're buying. But yes, uh, franchise fees are hidden fees that you may not anticipate. Just just throwing something out there really quickly here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But franchise fees, meaning that you're going to pay for um, a lot of the things that you don't think you're going to pay for. You're going to pay for it. So just watch out for that. Like, let's just say you're opening a McDonald's. Well, they don't provide cups for you. You got to buy the cups. But it's the McDonald's cups. Cups. Like, you, got, you have to have McDonald's cups, but they sell you the cups. Like, you can't be like, well, we won't use McDonald's cups. I'll use Styrofoam cups. If they come in, they're going to be like, where's the McDonald's cups? And you'll be like, well, I couldn't afford it, <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make my money. They're going to be like, but you got to use McDonald's cups. You know, these are things that happens. You can't just switch it up. Very tight ship franchises, but they are good income sources uh, depending on your investment and in, in all of that stuff. Yeah. Or maybe you're opening up a Fantastic Sam's or, or a Supercut. I don't know what you're opening up, but it's a good it's a good subject matter. Brayon says, Greetings, Coach. Right now, life is throwing me some curveballs. That's kicking my ass, but I remind myself how you went from being homeless to living a good life. Also, Coach, I hope you are doing well mentally and emotionally. I am. I am. Sometimes, you know, it's a whirlwind, right? Sometimes it's a very repetitive I wouldn't say boring existence. I got to manufacture my fun, but I do reach into my Bruce Wayne. All right, what does a millionaire do? What does a billionaire do with all his money? I don't know. Well, I got to go have fun. That's why I be at the junior college. All right, that's my outlet. <laughs> all right, that's my outlet. All right, there's a scene in Batman, the beginning, Batman Begins, where, um, where Alfred asks um, uh, Bruce, and Bruce is trying to figure out what does he do? You know, he's just putting on his mask. And Alfred said, you got to have an outlet. You got to have some fun. Then he pulls up, vroom, vroom, in his sports car. And he got two flatback Supremes. They had their feet out. All right. <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed, brothers. Yeah, he was like, oh, okay, I got to do it. What does he do? What does a billionaire do? That's where I'm at. All right, anyway. I need to get a job. I'm actually applying to Wendy's tomorrow. I'm applying to Wendy's so I can pull up to the uh, Juco girls. All right. While I'm out here. <laughs> all right. While I'm out here uh, doing uh, the uh, the uh, pull up the drive through window. All right. Do you want fries with that? And I got all these Juco girls desperate. They're like him got a little bit of money. 
I'm like, I just do this for fun. Pick up Juco girls that smell like fish grease. <laughs> Take them back to the crib. They're like, you work at Wendy's? You really work here? I'll be like, yes, I do really work here. How's it going? She's like, okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. All right, anyway. <laughs> it's a mess. All right. She dropping fries looking at me like, mm, you pulled up in the 9-11 to work at Wendy's? Yes. All right. At lunchtime, I, sat, I take my lunchtime and get the little uh, chili bowl, the little chili cup. I'm eating chili cups. She's like, he, him can afford to buy chili? All right. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, enough of this ruckus. Shout out to our brother Wayne Gomez says, thank you, coach. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Shout out to you, man. Hey, man, I'm helping the girls. I help the children. Help the children. Let's get back to the show. Horrible news. Speaking of harassment, be careful out here. The, and we were talking about the Knicks the other day. The New York Knicks, and I had to put CEO because I didn't have enough space. James Dolan accused of sexual assault in a lawsuit. These women out here got to get rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right, now he does look like, you know, well, I can't say it. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. All right, here we go right here. James Dolan accused of a sexual assault in a lawsuit. I haven't read it, so let me be surprised. A woman has filed a federal lawsuit against James Dolan on Tuesday, alleging, uh, I think she's a little too late, but anyway, that the executive chairman and CEO of the Madison Square Garden Sports, it says right here, sexually assaulted and trafficked her in the late 2013 and early 2014. Twice? trafficked her twice right, or multiple times according to Ben Cicero of the New York Times the lawsuit alleges that Dolan pressured the then 27 year old Kelly Croft into unwanted sex on multiple occasions after she worked uh, after she was hired to work as a massage therapist uh, for a music tour headlined by the Eagles all right the Eagles not those, not the Philadelphia Eagles, the Hotel California Eagles. Dolan, the main executive in charge for the NBA's most overrated franchise, the New York Knickerbockers, and the NHL's New York Rangers. It says, is a blues singer for a band, JD in the Straight. I didn't know that, which was an opening act. Okay, he's a blues singer. I had no idea. According to the article, the lawsuit alleges that Dolan first pressured Croft into having sex with him during a massage appointment, despite her objections. Here we go when we get to the cold approach here. On multiple occasions during the tour, she felt obligated to submit to sex with him. Ma'am. If you broke, just say that. If you broke, just say that. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? <laughs> Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. If you broke, just say that. This is ridiculous. I mean, these lawsuits should get thrown off. These, these lawsuits should get thrown out just soon as they fill it out. But, of course, lawyers. It says right here. She felt obligated to submit to sex with him. According to Croft, Croft alleged, alleges that uh, she was sexually assaulted by former Hollywood film producer 
Harvey Weinstein. Oh, boy. I'm not going to say <laughs> what race, what people. Wow. You know, I can't say All that. All right, so not only James Dolan, she, Harvey Weinstein got the booty. Boy, this woman gets around. She's a well-known massage therapist right here. Croft alleges in a suit that Dolan coordinated a meeting between her and Weinstein. <laughs> you mean you were a pass around? You mean you were an escort? What are you talking about arranged a meeting? For what? What was the meeting for? You mean you were an escort? You were a known massage therapist escort. Traffic it. Traffic. These hoes are suing people right here. These hoes are suing. It says right here, the suit says Weinstein said he wanted to potentially hire her to provide massages to actors on the movie set. Whew. Weinstein allegedly chased Croft. Into, what the hell happened? All right, hold on for a second. My screen went blank. Hey, look, I'm reading the article. The screen went blank. New, 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 new world order. Look, I was just reading the story. Did they delete it? <laughs> hold on for a second. Let me see why that. The screen literally went blank as I was reading the story. I tell you. New, 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 new world order. All right, let me refresh the screen. <laughs> All right, they tried to hide the story from me because I think it's ridiculous. Weinstein allegedly chased Croft into a hotel room and assaulted her. Croft accuses Dolan of setting her up, stating that Dolan manipulated me, brought me to California to abuse me, and then set me up for a vicious attack by Weinstein. Brought you to California. You mean you flew to California. So that's where the trafficking comes in, guys. I'm telling you, man. I actually warned you of that, even with the junior college. Um, stop buying them plane tickets, man. Let them buy their own plane tickets. Because if, if you buy them a plane ticket, they're going to say you trafficked them. That's, that's what Andrew Tate's going through. In a sense, that's part of the case. Because if he pays for the ticket... And she flies. She could say, well, he manipulated me into some lover boy scandal. She pays her own ticket. Hey, you trafficked yourself. Okay. Um, it says right here. Manipulated me, bought me, brought me to California to abuse me, and then set me up for the Harvey Weinstein attack. Cross uh, said she told Dolan about the Weinstein incident immediately after it happened. Dolan said years later, that he knew nothing of Weinstein, Weinstein's misconduct despite being friends with him. Yeah, they probably was into some ish. All right, she has a lawyer. Oh, he has a lawyer. And said the they deny the allegations, essentially. Mm. All right. Yeah, somebody said, is Uber is calling an Uber a trafficking at this point? I'm telling you, man. But these women, when they get broke, yes. Yep. You Uber's going to be thick skull that I'm broke. Uber's going to be trafficking. Dead flat stony broke. I got $3.85 in my purse. If you get them an Uber over there, they're going to be like, he trafficked me. <laughs> right? Here <laughs> we go right here, man. I think this is frivolous. It sounds like it's an attempt to get some money. Uh, of course, it looks like she filed the suit. Did she file it in California or New York? Because New York had the extended uh, shield law and it expired, but California's law has been extended. So if she filed it, I'm pretty sure she filed it in California because she missed the window of opportunity in New York. And where were you during the entire Me Too movement? Where were you when uh, Cassie was getting paid? You're a little late to the game. All right. I, I'm thinking they filed it in California. I'm thinking they filed it in California. All right, what about this right here? Next story. 
Let me see here. I guess I forgot this part. I forgot to put a tab up. But I, I'll report this story here. Apparently, this man, this man has five baby mamas. This man has five baby mamas. We're going to go ahead and play the video of the women involved here. Not much audio here, but these are all five baby mamas pregnant by one man at the same time. Now, we're going to go through this. Uh, here we go right here. What did I tell you? I said polyamory is going to, I'm sorry, polygyny or poly relationships are going to grow. Now, it's not going to grow with the upper middle class and elite class people. It's going to be people who need to have these type of relationships or who can't find the type of monogamous relationship they are. It's kind of going to start with the lower economic groups of women, strags, all right, women looking to get a bag, Nick Cannon type women. All of those women are kind of model-esque, but straggles. All right, and so you got, this. Is, these are all five straggles right here. We can admit one of them looks pretty. All of them are bangable for sure. All of them, they're not bad. They're not bad. They're just straggles. All right, that's all. I mean, I don't have much disrespect to them. They're just straggle-minded. But uh, let's look at the person involved here. But what did I tell you? Polly, we're going to be monogamous on paper, but these type of relationships are going to grow. In fact, uh, Isaiah 4 and 1. Isaiah 4 and 1. All right, for, for sure. This is kind of where it's going society-wise. Let's take a look at the young man involved here. And uh, he looks like Jameis Winston a little bit. And uh, he is showing teeth here. Niggas always got to show they uh, the back end game is going to be horrible here. The, that child support is going to kill this ninja. All right, because this is not a long-term situation here. We even know black men can't even, the chances of a black man seeing just one baby mama out to, to from zero to 17 is like a 15%. You got five baby mamas. Like you're not going to make it with all five of these women. Right? These women are in agreement. Seems like we would call these kitchen, t kitchen table women. But uh, let's see if he has a statement here. It says, when, 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 your baby dada, when your baby daddy got four other girls pregnant at the same time. Let's go ahead and hear if he has a statement. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the love. If you're not here, it's because you're a square. I'll be Yeah, there we go right there, guys. Um, so yeah, this is uh this one looks like Chloe Kardashian or one of them Kardashian girls. Uh women are starting to look the same. The light-skinned woman on the end looking like Erica Badu with the with the with the um with the witchcraft going on over there. Yeah, I mean, this is what we got. We got a white girl. This ninja pretty much got a full menu. <laughs> this ninja got a full menu of roster of women from all he got all shapes and colors and sizes. Well, he don't got much size there, but he got them all shades. So he definitely, he, he just missing a Ling Ling in there. He got a Puerto Rican. He got a Middle Eastern. He got a, what looks like a white woman with a green hair wig. He got a dark, dark, dark chocolate sister. And he got a, uh, you know, tragic mulatto. All right, tragic mulatto. For sure. All right, we decided to have a baby shower on the same day. I mean, this is where we're going with it here. I mean, listen, this is not going to be abnormal. Okay, her due date is close to mine. 
Will that make our babies twins? All right. She looks like a Kardashian. And there's the one here. Stay happy for the baby. He's going to be born into a big family. And there that ninja is right there after he look at the child support total that he's going to pay. That child support going to be brutal. All right. There it is right there. And is he winning? Do you find that he's winning here? Let me go ahead and uh, put a poll up here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put a poll. Because a lot of guys will think this is winning. I don't I don't mind that you do. But, uh, yeah, this long term, this is going to be. Which one's the Ling Ling? The, the white girl? The one that, that looks white? Maybe she is a Ling Ling. I have no idea. Oh, the, somebody says the green hair girl is Asian. Okay, I can't tell. So he got everybody. He got everybody but a white girl. Is he winning? All right, let me see. Put it up here. Winning. Uh, uh, young guys will think this is a win, right? I, I, listen, I'm not, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. Now, would I want to throttle all of them? I, w- I, I would have them in my rotation, but pregnant? Oh, no. All right, I don't know, man. That's a hell of a legacy. Let's see if there's any more pictures there. He definitely looking shocked. Oh, okay. I appreciate it. All right, that's the same thing right there. So the one you saying the green hair girl is an Asian. All right, let me see if I can catch her real quick. Let me see if I can catch her. Uh, vote, vote if you think he's winning. All right, we're going to see where y'all minds are at. <laughs> we're going to see where y'all minds are at. Uh, what is going on with the Asian girl here? Uh, if we got, I wish I knew who he was. All right, it just says he's a man. Man goes viral. All right, this woman's Asian? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. She is racially ambiguous. I can't really tell if she's Asian. I don't know. She does look kind of Asian in that picture right there. All right, so he does got a full menu. I think his, I hope he has a lot of money. Who is the guy? You don't even know who the guy is. All right, anyway. Uh, they all seem to be getting along, so he must have some, he must have some riz or some game. That is on an exceptional level, exceptional level. His pimping is splendiferous. His pimping, his pimping. His pimping is splendiferous, splendiferous. I think that's the way to say it. Next story, three biggest lies that women tell each other or tell themselves. The three biggest lies that women tell themselves. And uh, it's going to be by this chocolate sister that you see on the screen right here. She looking like a $2 chili from TLC. But uh, she has something to say related to... Um, Related to men, uh, related to what women tell themselves. All right, single women. All right, here we go. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Here are the three biggest lies that single women tell themselves. Let's go. Number one, the right man will accept me as I am. A lot of single women will say things like, the right man is going to love me for me, so I'm not changing for anybody. But they use that as an excuse to justify their undesirable traits. Mature, healed women do not operate this way because they're not intimidated by accountability and their own self-growth if it means finding the right partner. They understand that if they want to meet a good man, that could mean doing some work on themselves. I can promise you the right man is not going to take you as you are. as you are means you're bitter, entitled, and you lack emotional maturity. Number two, you won't have to work for the right man. Ladies, please understand if you want a good man, there is absolutely work that is involved. 
Thinking a good man is going to walk into your life and start moving mountains for you without you doing anything in return is one of the biggest lies that single women tell themselves. Now, let me be clear. Work doesn't necessarily mean you're cooking and cleaning and shining his shoes every day, but he is going to want some effort from you too. He's gonna want your femininity, your softness, and to know that he's appreciated. Real men love spoiling their woman. They love being that fixer and that go-to person in your life, but that consistency and effort has to work both ways. And number three, last but not least, all of the lies we tell ourselves about what we really want and deserve. There are a lot of women out there who think they deserve less than they actually do. These women lie to themselves. All right, y'all. Uh, you cut off the end of it, but I get it. Uh, it's Instagram. You only got 90 seconds, ma'am. Um, as a content creator, you got to get it. You got to get it in in 90 seconds or you cannot post it as a reel and have all the minutes you want. But she posted it as a reel. All right. Uh, in this situation here, the three biggest lies, uh, the first one definitely is resonates with certain men. And uh, this woman is married. She does have a wedding ring on and she is not shy about showing it off. In fact, she's a rare black woman. Most black women are not married. All right. So this is quite the achievement. I would love to see her her wedding pictures here or something like that. And uh, is this her page? Uh, this is not her page. So I can't go any deeper to investigate what's going on here so a married black woman yeah that that's a rarity it's almost an oxymoron and she has the she doesn't have a great chance to make this last forever all right but anyway the biggest lies that women tell themselves single women for sure um and uh let's start let's tackle number one now let's get into it here are the three biggest lies that single women tell themselves let's go Number one, Number the one. right man will accept me as I am. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one right there. The right man will accept me as I am. If you don't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. This is all single woman cope. Definitely, uh, I'm just letting you know from an experienced guy who's been around women in this age group where I call advanced age. 32 and up is advanced age for women because the party started almost two decades ago for them. It didn't start two decades for most men. So they've had two decades of kind of hitting their head, trying to get right, trying to understand what is, and they played foolish all the way up until 32. And then they wanted to extend the clock with Botox and all these. I still look good in 30s, the new 20. And so they have all of this bad experiences, this trauma, selecting the wrong men. Most of them are, most of them may be divorced by this age. And then they'll say, well, but the right man will accept me as I am. I mean, let me just tell you, as an experienced man, as an experienced man, I've seen these women flop and flounder out here. They don't do well out here. So I'm not saying that they're too old to do well. I'm not saying that they hit the wall. I'm not giving you a reason as to why. But let me just tell you, from a man that is experienced, women between 32 and 50, they be out here struggling. They, they do not do well out here. They do not rarely, they rarely ever find the man that they want. And then they turn 50 plus and it's a shit show. It's a shit show. Now, it's easy to blame them. I do put the blame on them for being not realistic. But they don't do well to procure the man that they want. Like they don't, you don't see a lot of these women getting married. You do see some. There are some out here. I see some. All right. It is the exception to the rule. There's not the rule. It's not the rule that these women are getting just picked up and married. Now, do they find themselves and go how to travel and all? They do all of that. But yeah, once they come back from their trip, it's back to reality. They end up a little bit lonely and uh, just just bouncing from one relationship to the next, the next, the next. And then they're still 
10 years later, 15 years later. Oh, well, the right man. And I'm like, give it up. Give it up. <laughs> All right. It's not going to happen for you more than likely. Uh, but uh, we always talk about these points. Just telling you from experience of what I see. They don't do well out here. And that's even the most attractive ones. Like when they're attractive, it's even worse. If they're attractive to semi-attractive, it's even worse. I hate to burst your bubble, but y'all ain't getting married up. Like there are some that get married up, but most of them don't. Okay, it be it be ending up bad out here. And they don't really know what to do. Then they start dating younger guys, and uh, they think that's a fix. And it's not. But I say enjoy yourself, ladies. I'm not a guy that shames women for dating younger men. I think it's somewhat funny that you think that's going to make, that's going to be your solution. I'd be like, (laughs) all right. Because they try to do what I be out here doing at the JUCO. I'm like, all right, good luck. But what they try to do is I put it in the category of I know what these women want from me. What these women do is they flood young men with sex and think that they're going to get a relationship and a marriage out of them. And I'll be like, (laughs) right, if you just getting penetrated and you're just extending your promiscuity out, that's one thing. I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self. But then they try to get these guys in committed relationships. I'll be like, (laughs) I'll be sniggling. (laughs) Like the likelihood of that Man, being in an extended relationship with you is slim to none, and Slim just died. (laughs) I'm like, good, you might get six months, a year. The rare exception might get five years out of it. That shit is not going to last. All right, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, That that definitely is a big lie, just from experience uh, of women in this age group. Uh, What is the next lie? A lot of single women will say things like the right man is going to love me for me. So I'm not changing for anybody. I'm not changing. Oh, my. Yeah, that's going to be bad news. But, hey, I love to see them struggle. And ladies, uh, drop that pudusi off over here, too. But they use that as an excuse to justify their undesirable traits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that they accept who they are. But yeah. Mature, healed women do not operate this way because they're not intimidated by accountability and their own self-growth if it means finding the right partner. They understand that if they want to meet a good man, that could mean doing some work on themselves. I can promise you the right man is not going to take you as you are. Now, not a successful right man. If as you are means you're bitter, entitled, and you lack emotional maturity. Well, that's most of them. I mean, that's going to be tough. That's most of them. Number two, you won't have to work for the right man. Yeah, I hear that one too. I hear that one too. The right man won't find you. You don't have to work. You won't have to change. If he will, if he wants to, he will. This is all garbly gook, hogwash. You know who I hear this mostly from? You know who I hear that mostly from? Women in new relationships, right? So what will happen is, She'll experience all bumper head, bumper head, like we all do. There's no shame and failure in relationships. 99% of relationships fail, but they'll bump their head, bump their head, bump their head. They'll go through a bad relationship, a really bad one that will scar them and they will become bitter. But what will happen is even young women will experience this. They'll find a guy that does all of these things. Baby, I want to do all the Things your man won't do. Okay, so he'll start doing stuff. Texting her, good morning, bringing her flowers, all right? Inviting her to uh, concerts, all right? Paying for shit, paying for her bills, asking her if she needs some money. Now, she'll experience that, 
And then within the first couple of months, she gonna jump on the internet. She gonna jump on social media. And she gonna be like, see, if he really wanted you, he would. I never have to ask him. I never have to ask him. Now, we already know how this ends. Because give it about six months. That ninja gonna be gone like the rest of them. He gonna be gone. Like, he, it's not gonna work out. Eventually, if he has if he has the ability to do this, she's going to find out he had the ability to do that with multiple women. It is a rare exception that he will make that turn into a marriage, and it works out. So she'll have that for a period of time, and then he'll replace her. He'll bounce, and he'll have options. Um, similar to this guy right here, okay? So if he wanted to, he would. So a guy that can do that and provide that type of lifestyle obviously can afford that to do that just for himself, he'll be distant. He'll be focused on making his money, and she will feel a little lonely. Oh, man, where, how come I can't be spend more time with him? How come I can't access you? How come you don't respond to my text messages? Well, he's busy doing what he's doing, and he can afford to do that with multiple women, and she's going to find out she was one of many. She was one of many, and so then eventually if she puts up a fight, he's going yep, he to pull the rug. He's going to pull the rug. He's like, look, the reason why I'm doing the things that I do is to keep your mouth shut. The reason I do what I do is to keep your mouth shut, meaning that I don't want no problems with you. But then when you start giving me problems, how come I can't see you on Thursdays? How come, I, how come you work late? How come you always traveling? How come you can't do... And you, she starts treating that guy like a normal average guy. And then he pulls the rug. He's like, man, look, bitch. The reason I pay your rent is to keep your mouth shut. It's so you cannot put these normal man expectations on me. It's so you don't ask questions when I come home and I jump straight in the shower. That's why I pay your rent. Now you over here asking me to be a normal nigga. Like I ain't got no money. Like I gotta. Like I ain't gotta go make no money out here. I'm not a normal. Pro- I'm not a normal guy. So that's why I do all of these things. And then she gonna be upset. Oh well, well, well. And then now, guess what? Six months later, she gonna be on Facebook. <laughs> she gonna be on Facebook. And if he wanted to, he would. But 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 dating rich men ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> So she brings normal relationship issues to a guy that was able to do all of these fantastic things for her, right? Yeah, it is. But the reason why you get money is to keep your mouth closed, to not ask me all of this bullshit. All right, all right, baby, all right. All right, anyway, but they'll fumble that bag too. What's the last lie? What's the last lie? By the way, everything that she's talking about and everything that I just talked about, I've seen it. I've seen it. All right, here we go. Ladies, please understand if you want a good man, there is absolutely work that is involved. Thinking a good man is going to walk into your life and start moving mountains for you without you doing anything in return right. is one of the biggest lies that single women tell themselves. Yep, they didn't do nothing, but I'm supposed that some dude's going to come in and start buying, taking her to Jimmy Choo's and shit. All right, just for no reason and buying her handbags for no reason, paying for her mani petty for no reason. She didn't change who she was. One of the reasons why women struggle is they think they don't have to change who they are, but that's that's tough. 
Now, let me be clear. Work doesn't necessarily mean you're cooking and cleaning and shining his shoes every day, but he is going to want some effort from you, too. Yes. Yeah, so effort. Yes. He's going to want your femininity, your softness and to know that he's appreciated. Real men love spoiling their woman. They love being that fixer and that go to person in your life. I don't like that she said real men, but go ahead. But that consistency and effort has to work both ways. And number three, last but not least, all of the lies we tell ourselves about what we really want and deserve. Yeah, that 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 is true. I deserve this. All right, I want that. I don't give a shit what you want or do what you think you deserve out here. Um, I don't think anybody deserves anything. I think you actually earn or you're rewarded for the efforts that you put out, the energy that you put out. Um, I even tell people for for people who watch my show, as much as we talk about relationships and marriage, I'll be honest with you. I'm not relationship or marriage material at this point in my life. I would be the worst person to be in a relationship with. Why? Well, first of all, I like strange. All right. I like options. I like 31 flavors. I can't be with the same woman. I can't live. I'm never going to want to cohabitate with you. So there's no point. Okay. I was married. I gave it a good old college try. I'll never do it again. (laughs) That was a pure prison. It was a prison of unrealistic expectations. And I'm like, I would never trap myself in there. Let me just walk into a bear trap. Why don't I? Okay. It was an absolute prison. Not because of the person that I married. It was just a prison. I was like, damn, how how long do I have to keep this shit up? 60 years? I was like, oh, I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm not relationship material. All right. I might appear that I'm relationship material. I might be an, like, I'm a, I'm not a nice guy, but I'm, I'm a guy that I don't cause much problems. All right. I tell it like it is. I don't like too much talking. All right. But people, women will meet me and like, dang, how come you just can't get a relate? I don't, I don't want a relationship. That shit is ridiculous to me. I'm like, that's too much handcuff. That's too much reporting back to somebody who don't matter. That's too much bills. All right. Too much bullshit. All right. Hell no. I'm not a relationship material. Did y'all want to go where I want to go? I ain't reporting. No details. Oh, where did you go? What did you do? Oh, hell no. Mm. (laughs) Not I. All right, but in this situation here, she's saying right here, this is true. Okay, for for women in this situation here, I deserve. I deserve, and it's because of a lot of ninjas say, well, you deserve. Why do you deserve? Because you're pretty? Well, attractiveness is a currency. All right, attractiveness is a currency. But, uh, man, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm cool. That might seem like relationship material, but I am not. I want nothing to do with relationships. Them shits is just ridiculous to me. Big old waste of time. All right, let's go to the next one. Did I get to that? Okay, let me get to the Super Chats. We are at this portion of the show where I'm going to beg you to hit that like button. All right, hit that like button in here. Hit the like button. And also, if you don't, it's going to be a sad day out here. I'm going to be out here. It's going to be a misty rain. It's going to be a misty rain. I'm going to be sad out here. So uh, hit that like button expeditiously. We need to get to 1,000 likes. This is a great show so far. All right, Super Chats. Let me see if there's any. Uh, Let's shout out to Jay James says, it's all Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Shout out to uh, JC says, fun fact, Alfred. Is actually the Joker. Uh oh, spoiler alert. He says he created the identity to antagonize the Batman. It is, uh, are you spoiling a lot of people? I mean, I know most people have known this. It was meant to give him purpose, not become his greatest enemy. Shout out to you. 
Rob Sawyer says most of these ladies fail to realize that they, they don't deserve much after the carousel, regardless of their work and low quality remains. He says men should not save them. I believe you're, you're accurate. This is going to be where women and men don't agree. There's women in here that aren't going to agree with this. I believe I'm, this is my belief system. You don't have to believe it. I believe that women demonstrate their value very early in their lives, unfortunately. Now, this is going to seem unfair to women because women are like, but that's not fair. There's some wonderful women that are 40 and 30 and 50. I agree. There's some beautiful women. You can still be beautiful at 50. I agree. I never am a guy that says women are ugly. All of them are ugly after 50. I say they're going to struggle. But, yeah, it's not fair. Unfortunately, women get a head start in life. They get the gift of attention and attraction. My opinion is that they've met all the best possible mates before the age of 25. There's exceptions to this rule. After that, it goes down to it, it's you've decreased your odds significantly after that. And there's a reason for that. It's not because she's age 25. It's not because gravity. It is because socially, one of the reasons is because socially, she's been presented with the best possible options. After that, let's say she went through a marriage and a divorce. Could she find a better mate after her first husband? Yes. Is he the best? Was he the best mate prior to her first husband? No. He would not have been the mate she needed at that time. She would have passed him up. Now, compared to her first husband, he's a suitable mate. But he wouldn't have married her first. If she didn't get married to the first husband, she wouldn't have married him. So let's just go back and put things in perspective. The social circle is that she's with the best possible suitors in her age group the majority of the time. The majority of the time. This includes when she's at high school, when she's in college, and prior, right after college, when she starts to go out in nightlife, socially, she's with her mates. After that, she's not. So when she starts working, and then she finds herself around married men and, and executives and, and, and co-workers, she's not going to be around a social element of people that will increase her or odds. It decreases. So she's not, time-wise, she's not around possible suitors other than dating apps and stuff like that, which we're going to talk about later. So it is true that she's met plenty of people that would have been suitable mates and she passed them up. That's, the, that's a fact. For men, this is the opposite. Men have to grow. So where's the unfairness? Men have to become who they need to become to get the best possible mate. Or you have to demonstrate that you have what people call um, – you have promise or you have a, um, I can't remember, potential. Potential. You have potential. So to be identified, you have to be a good potential mate at age 25 and up. And then men grow into this sense of becoming a man. Sometimes it could be growing a beard. Sometimes it could be coming, filling out and becoming muscular. Sometimes it could be coming, becoming mature. Right? So men do have a second chance or really their first chance but it extends past 25. It extends past 25. Most men are kind of sucker MCs at 25. So the woman has to identify potential qualities. 
that this could be the guy, and it's an extreme risk. I will I will admit it is risky for them. It the risk is so hard that it, there's an eighty percent chance that she fails in this pickup here. So anyway, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing, but that's the reality of it. Ninja, I can't change that. But there's a lot of coping about Botox and women still looking good. And she still got, I don't give a damn what she looks like on the outside. On the inside, and what do the roast beef curtain look, what does the roast beef curtain looks like? What does the cock carousel say? What does that say? Uh, they'll just have to accept that they're being judged at an earlier rate. If they want to continue to say that women mature faster, women mature in dog years, meaning that, um, you know, they grow up faster, they look for things, they have to accept that if that's the case and you mature faster, you kind of expire faster. I mean, you're going to hit that wall faster. You're going to run out of options faster before the men. The men can kind of extend. This is being very general and generic, but this is a truth. If you mature faster, the reality is, yep, you're going you're gonna to run out of gas faster. <laughs> right? It is what it is. But, yeah, um, there was one more point in that, and you can see it. When you look at, uh, you can see it if you've ever been around a high school prom, if you've ever been around uh, college-age women, mostly, if you've ever been around women that are like 23, 24, 25, look at where they are in their life, they want to do what? They want to dress up. They want to do their hair and makeup. They want to, they want to be women. They want to get their bra. They want to feel sexy. They want to strut out. They want to go out at night. They sometimes want to drink and do drugs. Like, they want to be women. They want to go on dates. They want to have fantasies and shit. Now, men at that age don't want to do that. Like men that are high school prom all the way through first year in college, second year of college, graduating from college, early adulthood, they don't want to do that. It's hard to get a guy at that age to put on slacks and slippery shoes and a tie. You find a guy that's under 21, between 16 and 21, tell him to put on a tie, slacks, and slippery church shoes. He ain't want to do that shit. I'm like, what? He gonna do? He gonna put on slacks, but he gonna have some of them goddamn sneakers on the, at the bottom. He gonna have some sneakers on, all right. And he might wear a he might wear a button up shirt, but he damn ain't gonna put on a tie. So he like hell no. Nah. He ain't gonna do that. And then and then take her out to the restaurant and pay. <laughs> <laughs> And put on the belt, not the Gucci belt, put a belt on. But the woman's dressed up. She got her high heels on. She got oil. She got baby oil on her legs. She done shaved her legs and her cap. And she got her little dress on. And she got a little handbag. And she got her hair and makeup. She ready to be treated like a princess. Ninjas at 30 ain't trying to put on no tie and no slippery shoes. Shit. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, his shirt all untucked. Let me pull up some prom pictures. Dudes is like, I'm, dude, they they, they wearing a Converse All Stars in Vans, in in um, in uh, <laughs> right, in Skechers and shit like that with the snacks on. So that's where men are mentally and women are mentally. 
We ain't trying to go out. Oh, I can't wait. My dear, my fair lady, come on down out of the pumpkin and I'll take you out. I'm going to be dressed up all dapper and handsome. Mm-mm. Some men, yeah, the guy that does that is the exception to the rule. A lot of guys that love to get dressed up at an early age is an exception to the rule. Let alone give a woman a fantasy. Oh, my fair lady, all right, I'll pull up the chariot. All right, we'll ride in the horse and carriage, and we'll get down. I'll help you down, and I'll take you to the chair. I'll pull out your chair. Dudes ain't doing that. So with that being said, you got what? You got a definite mishmash of expectations. He just want to beat them guts up for five minutes. He's not about to put on a goddamn zoo suit. <laughs> yeah, he played. Yeah, he ain't about to do it. Hoodie. He got a hoodie over his suit. That's just where the stuff happens there. So young women kind of want this. This is what makes the sugar daddy culture. Daddy. This is what makes the sugar daddy culture a thing because men that can do that and don't mind doing that can give this fantasy to women. Unfortunately, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a, it's, there's a, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. Uh, anyway, I'm the Bruce Wayne of this ish, so I don't mind. It's kind of like, let me put on some nice slacks, some shoes and a jacket. I feel, I feel like the fucking man when I'm in there. But a lot of guys at that age, they ain't trying to do that. And so women are like, well, I want you to do it. When he does it, he going to do it half-assedly. He don't have the money for this type of thing. So this is where the miss, this is where the, where men and women miss so women then extend it. Well, I'm going to wait till this guy shows up. Oh, well, fuck. You're going to wait another 10 to 15 years or just getting dicked down. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a catastrophe for you if you miss it. So you want that guy to grow into it, not try to wait for that guy. What is going on with my thumbs up? Do I got everybody on the super chat? JC says, if your beard don't connect after 30, give it up, Sean. Yeah, give it up. I mean, it's hard out here. It's hard out here. <laughs> if your beard don't connect. Uh, did I get uh Roderick says Jalen Rose's sister did the same thing. And I did cover that Jalen Rose's sister sandbagged on him. Trying to live free in a property that he was trying to sell. And she would she she um she basically said, this is your mama house. You're going to sell your mama house from up under me. Yes, I am. Get out. <laughs> All right. Get out. You bitch. You bitch. Loud pockets. Loud Pockets says, put that in your purse because I'm flat stony broke. Thank you for the $38.85. Let me see here. And we got, um, Caitlin says, I said this before, but in modern relationships, marriage and marriages, women shouldn't give relationship advice until they've been married 10 years plus and have had a kid, then they can talk. Yeah, they really talk early. They really start bragging early. They can't help it. And one of the reasons why women do brag online, we have to always understand. We do things for understanding. We don't just belittle them because these are, by the way, ladies, these are topics. And I I skipped someone, so I'm going to come back. These are topics for men to men. If you're in here, it's like, no, no, no. We don't care what you think over here. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm I'm way past arguing with you women. You ain't going to be out here putting me six feet under and eight miles out because you want to try to prove me wrong, baby. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for you to try to act like I ain't making no sense around here, baby. Play your role, know your role, shut your mouth. We're not here trying to argue and debate. And you monkey simp ass ninjas, keep quiet. All right, real men are working right now. So anyway, let's get back to it. 
We have to understand. We have to make uh, men understand. One of the reasons why when uh, women do have success in relationships, they like to post it. They'd like to start making videos is because they have to show other women what's possible, right? They're bragging in a sense. They're humble bragging. Look at what my mans did for me. This is why they have engagement rings, right? Look at my ring. Look at what my man did for me. It raises their sexual marketplace value. It, it actually makes women actually, uh, uh, it's a hierarchy for women. Look, I, got a, I finally got a guy to do all of these things, and you can too. So it's not really for men to understand. It's for women to see, right? Look at my ring, and look, at he bought me a truck and car. He, he, bought, he paid for my rent. Now, these guys are few and far between. But it's a way for her to beg to actually showcase to other women her her power of her vagina. So it's essentially just bragging. Now, most of them are gonna fall flat on their face with this shit. So, right, most of them are gonna fail. Is gonna flop. Uh, but, but that also hints at the fact of what's important in relationships to women is that what they get in the early parts. This is the investment, understanding women. The investment stage for women happens early. If a guy doesn't invest in a woman and she gives herself up to the guy, she feels like that's a loss. She'll break. She'll break it off or she'll try to get this ninja to do it. And I want you to do it, ultimatums. She'll be, feel like she's losing. If she can get a guy to invest early up front and it doesn't work out, she still kind of wins. But it's kind of a loss because she's going to lose that lifeline. But the early part of the investment stage, if she can get more value up front than what she can give back, that's a win. She's going to show that on social media until it doesn't show anymore. If that doesn't reflect, she starts feeling like it's even or she's losing, she ain't going to showcase that shit. If she starts having to be a better woman, if he challenges her, if he becomes distant and cold but still gives her money, it ain't going to work. She's going to start saying, it ain't worth it to date an athlete. It's not worth it to date a celebrity. It's not worth it to date a rich man. Then, then the real story starts coming out. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We got Marshawn says, uh, gave my friends with benefits some money after I fell for her. Little sob story. And she blew it. Already back asking for more. Now she trying to grab ankles more often. They don't know how to keep money. They don't. They're not educated. I heard a woman once say, the best investors in the world are women. I mean, I'm like, where is your evidence? You just saying shit now. <laughs> like, you're just saying shit. Like, this is almost not true. I'm like, where? I, I can pull up every investment um, measurement. And women are almost inevitably at the bottom, the lowest percentage of investors and so forth and so on. I mean, like, where are you looking? Of course, there's exceptions to the rule to everything. Like, what are you looking at? You making some shit up. When it comes to the normal average woman, they cannot keep money. Number one, it's expensive to be a woman. It's expensive to be a woman. They, and then when they, get, when they get the money, it's almost spent before they get it. So they do have desires, and I think people do prey on them because they are the primary consumers. consumers. They're always marketing shit in front of them, shiny new object, shiny new object, right? The new handbag. Do you, have you ever seen how much things cost? Have you ever gone to the mall? I know some of you guys don't do that. Go to the mall and go to some of these designer stores and look at how ridiculous the cost of these items are. Go to Sephora and look at the amount of little shit. And women are attracted by little things. So if it's little, 
and expensive they want it. I don't know what it is about that, but Ninja, I need to start a business. They'll get a little handbag, $5,000. <laughs> You're like, $5,000 for that bag? For a bag, it's basically leather with a hole in the middle. There's no substance around it. It's got a hole in it that you put other shit in. So they get the bag, and they got to put all their little shit in there, all right, that they got to put around and carry around like crazy. Let me carry a bag around because my pockets are full, all right? I got a merce all of a sudden, <laughs> all right? So they got bags. You go to Sephora. They were constantly marketed to. You got to wear this and the makeup, hair, hair curlers, curling irons, hair straighteners, mousse, styling gel, wigs. We really don't have a lot. We really don't have a lot of things that we want. Tend, tend to be the things that we want are large objects. Large objects. We want a large sports car, a large uh, G-Wagon. We want, uh, we want a motorcycle. And so we got to save up, save up, save up, and date at the same time and save up. Sometimes we buy the thing to attract a woman. So indeed, most of the dollars spent in America are on women, whether it's directly or indirectly. There's some going to be some coping ass ninjas. No, I bought my car for me. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, ninja. Many guys, especially before they hit 35, they do things to try to position themselves to get in the better line for women, right? So that's part of it. That's part of it. You get a, a nice apartment. And you start thinking about the furniture and what the holes are going to do when they walk in. Look at your custom leather couch, right? So we tend to buy big things like that. But even then when we buy them, it is to benefit women and to benefit us by proxy. <laughs> Similar to their little things here. But they think we care about their little bags and all that. Yeah, $5,000. $5,000. Like, dude, women's, women's stuff, their shoes, everything, haircuts, and all of this, dude, it's expensive to be a woman. So money just, <laughs> if you know a woman and she makes less than 50 grand, she broke. She broke. There's no way she's surviving. Anyway, somebody said, I seen a curling iron, $200. $200. And even when they got all this shit, they want more. They want another pair of black heels. They want another pair of, they want another handbag. Maybe having five and six bags. <laughs> Ten bags. Then they want to go on vacation. Then you got the Botox. I actually did a show on this. Maybe we'll do it again. Women are expensive. And uh, if you have a daughter, you'll figure that shit out. I know a lot of guys be like, nah, coach, they don't need all that. Guys, have a daughter. You're going to find out real fast. You're going to find out real fast. Just them being them. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean just competing for men. It's just the stuff that they want. They want a pair of shoes. They want a pair of nice shoes. They don't want one. They want five. So they're going to have more and more and more and more and more. They want more and more and more. We wear the same pair of four shoes for about two years. Them, fall season, they got to have the high, high, high knee boots. Then they got to have the low boots. They all black. Then they got to have the open toe shoes. Then they got to go to have the closed toe shoes. Then they got to have the flats. Then they got to have the sneaks. Makeup, hair. Now, what does Zoe say? Zoe said it right here. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence.
Somebody said my daughter lost her car in a tollway zone. Oh, yeah. Your kid's going to crash the car, too. So there's that. If you have a woman and you buy her a car, let's just say that, she's going to crash it. <laughs> she's going to crash that mother sucker. So any woman that you help buy a car is going to get crashed. Just under, just put that in the, just put that in, and it's going to get crashed relatively soon, like within weeks of buying the car. Tell me I ain't lying. She going to crash that mother sucker. <laughs> she going to crash it. She going to crumple that shit up, or she going to get it towed, or she going to get tickets. She going to get that shit repoed. <laughs> ladies, ladies. Hair, are makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, yep. everything. That is all independence. Yep. Anyway, I'm, look, let's get back to the car. She going to crash that mother sucker. All right. The tire's going to be gone. All right. Anyway, let's see. <laughs> Somebody said my niece crashed up her whip. And he says right here, and insurance was not enough to replace it. Yep. Where we at here? Uh, anyway, yep, she gonna scratch it up. Let's get back to this Riz. Let's get back to Cold Approach. This will be a lengthy segment. So buckle your seatbelt. We gotta talk about Cold Approach. Is it a waste of time? We talk about that over here in the Red Pill space about Cold Approach. And we do have some men who are very pro-Cold Approach. Um, but I think people are disingenuous on this topic. I try to be as balanced as I can and address the concerns of men because uh, people will use the, well, you ain't got no game as a way to kind of, I would say belittle men or challenge them, or maybe sell something to them. Well, I'm going to teach you the game that you know. Well, at that point, once you've, once you've turned it into I'm going to teach you, you actually are too biased to be able to uh, tell us, right? You, then, then I wouldn't need more evidence as to why it works. It seems like you're one-sided in your approach. I tend to not sell you on, well, this is what, you'll, what you should do, okay, and replace a cold approach. So I'll give you the most uh, balanced position on this cold approach thing as a person that actually grew up in a time before social media before hopeflation before instagram before dating apps right where you had to walk up and talk to a woman where you had no choice where closed mouths didn't get fed let's start off with this right here this is marshawn lynch and uh, he's going to teach a man uh, for a video how to riz up a woman and uh, it seems like he's an employee but he's going to riz up a woman. Now, this is a white beta Brad, and he's going to riz up two British women. This is funny, but let's play it. Let me see your left hand. Let me. Can I see your left hand? Oh, you single. Oh, you single. Yeah. Uh, what you feeling? You feeling my right. salt and pepper? Sorry, what are you, you feeling my salt and pepper? No, keep it solid with me. Keep it solid with me. I went gray early. Hey, and I'm gray all over, too. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what's your name, sweetheart? What's your names? Serena. 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 Emily. Emily. What is that accent? Yeah. It's British. British. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I with the British. Oh, I really with the British. All right, look, take this number, and I'm going to blast up there and come see y'all. Look, take this number, and I'm going to pass down there and come see y'all. Oh, yeah. So we going to make it a party. Y'all drink Hennessy? So we're going to make it a party. You guys drink Hennessy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, they look at... Uh, yeah, the Riz ain't working. Maybe the big fat girl, maybe she ready to go suck on something real quick because, you know, she got to take what she can get. 
but uh, this is an example of where I say, you know, some things are not just for everybody, right? So they'll talk about Riz and game and spinning plates and cold approach. But obviously, Marshawn Lynch cold approaches a certain type of woman, right? He's talking about Hennessy and he he's saying sweetheart. He's saying things that won't fly for the regular guy. And even the guy is not saying some of these things. He's like, I can't say that. I can't say that. Even though he has a clear past to say it. And some women are not really receptive to this type of uh, conversation as well. Some women are like, you know, they're standing in this edited clip looking dumbfounded. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this doesn't even sound like something you would say. So does Game and Riz apply to everybody? I'm just going to give you an impartial thing right here. For some reason, uh, some things work on some women that don't work on others. Like, you got to know your audience. You got to read the room. It's not just a one thing, one fits all. Not only that, he's, a, he's obviously a beta Brad. He's bird-chested. If he was a, a, a fit Chad, it, it could have worked out. So these are things that we look at here. I just wanted to look at that. That's definitely a funny clip. And you can see the dynamics being like completely uncomfortable. Everybody's like, even the women are probably like, what are you talking about? Okay, this doesn't seem authentic or real. And you got to be authentic and real out here. You got to be authentic and real if you think you're going to approach women. And then what type of women are you going to approach? Attractive women, average women, women, fat women, black women, white women, Asian women. It's going to be all different. So you must know your circumstances. If you mess with a guy and he never approaches a certain type of woman, he's only approaching a certain type of women. You got to understand that's only probably going to work with those certain type of women if you have those same qualities. Like I see black guys, they're never approaching black women. They're, they're, they just take them out. Then I'll see black guys, they only approach black women. That's going to be two different skill sets. Then I see white guys who are fit approaching women. Then I see beta guys, white guys, and they striking out. So you guys got to understand that that's part of it. And if a guy's selling you blindly, meaning he doesn't know you, he doesn't see you, he doesn't know who you're approaching, is you can't just say it all works the same for everybody. That's my opinion on cold approach for now. But I'm going to tell you some more. What is this turning into? It's turning into a cluster F. This woman right here says... Why don't men approach? So let's take this information here. You do have a young Gen Z woman who is saying, why aren't men men anymore? Well, we're, we're going to talk about that later as to women hate the men they create. She grew, she's growing up in a time where men are not lo, no longer men, especially in her age group. We talked about this. She's trying to make men men and I'm going to say she's 25. Let's just say this woman's 25. 25-year-old 25 men today are not men. Not by my doing. This is by the world's doing. This is by feminism's doing. This is by our brain's frontal lobe don't develop. This is by failure to launch. This is by not giving men an incentive. This is by uh, putting men and women in debt. This is by saying men and women are equal. So... Men her age ain't definitely going to be no men. What? She's asking for something that they created, and now that they got it, they don't want it. Where are the real men at? What happened? Where did all the men And go? we're going to then talk about how likely it is a man is to get her phone number. We're going to talk about that by looking at the numbers. So you want men to approach you, but then guess what? If every man approaches you, what do we have? 
you've now put us men in situation where they almost inevitably are not going to win on an approach. We'll talk about that later, but let's go ahead and let her speak. Someone needs to let me know if I am the only one that has noticed that men are not like how they were when our parents were growing up. Like I grew up, I don't know if it's cause like the Italian values or what, like I grew up, like the man is supposed to take care of the woman. The, the man is supposed to go up to the girls. Like the, the man is supposed to have drive and initiate, initiate everything. Like I All right. So this is a, that's 20 seconds in. I, what, what did you say? You grew up in the world. What happened? I grew up like the man is supposed to take care of the woman. I have to pause it because it's a minute and a half. I'm not going to let her rip off a minute and a half of just uh, uh, a, a um, filibuster. You grew up in a world where the men do what? Where? What world is that? We grew up in a world where there's partnerships, where women make their own money, where women can do this and that. That, that is absolutely, I don't know what she's, she's talking about maybe her Italian family. The Italian values or what? Like I grew up, like the man is supposed to take care of the woman. The, the man is supposed to go up to the girls. Like the, the man is supposed to have drive and initiate, initiate everything. Like I feel like now feel. it's so hard to find guys that like even just in general have drive in life. Like, You're dealing with the guys that, listen, whether you agree or not, they dropped out. There's no incentive. This is kind of where I say we're worn a socialism where women are overwhelmingly going to be get picked. Well, we need a woman to be valedictorian. We need a we need a trans guy to be the homecoming queen and king. You guys are disenfranchised men for so long. Sorry. I mean, I don't want to sound like the traditional talking points. There's certain men, 30% of men are like, fuck this shit. Why? Economically, it's hard for both. You also promote more women. Well, we need a woman to promote at the job. So these guys are pretty much 30% or better of men have dropped out. So that's number, that's number five here. Like, I feel like it's so different and it is different. I don't know. Like I personally never get approached. I never, not a shock. Maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know. Well, but like, I, I feel like then like whenever I like talk about it, everyone's like, Oh, well they, they want the girl to like go up to them. Like wh what? Well, there's a reason for that. We're going to talk about that. So you, you did not grow up in a time where men were assertive. You might have saw your uncles or maybe your father or even your grandfather took care of the woman and was assertive. You might have saw some movies. But for men today, they need a welcome to approach. There are some men that are hyper aggressive and they approach without any signals. And we're going to see a video of that. All right. But people want to know if there's a choosing signal, if this door is open because of reasons that we'll discuss. When did this change? When did this change? Because when did this change? See, this is a what I call a, a woman being completely willfully ignorant. This is obvious. When did this change? The Me Too movement did a disaster to men approaching women. The Me Too movement was disastrous in men approaching women. That was number one. It was almost already on the ropes already. But Me Too was not helpful at all. And women champion me too. Yes, girl, yes. We're going to talk about it in a minute. When did this change? Probably about right about there. Okay, we'll talk about street harassment in a minute, but uh, and whether that's a legit concern, and I'll show you videos. But let's play it. I want a man. I don't want to be the man. Someone come up to me. 
Anyways, I just feel like there's no manly men. I just don't think so. I think every guy I've met is like honestly super emotional. And that's fine. Like, I'm all about feelings, whatever. Like, I'm an emotional person. So, like, that's okay. But I feel like it's definitely, like, sometimes worse than girls. Like, I'm Now, this is, this, is, this is odd. I mean, she said men are super emotional. Now, I've been one guy in my toxic masculinity that have been telling you stop being emotional. Women hate emotional men. Oh, no, coach, they got a movement. They want men to be in therapy. They want men to share their sob stories. They want men to cry. They want men, it's okay for men to cry. And guess what? When it's, remember the title of the show, they hate the men they create. Now they created a generation of gen zooted ass feelings men. And now they're asking, where are the real men? What happened? Where did all the men go? Now they're, now you're emotional. See, she even caught it because she said it and then said, oh, well, I don't mind about feeling. Yeah, I get it. No, 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 no. They don't want emotional men. I've been saying that. I don't care if they invite you to be emotional and tell you to cry on their breasts. Do not do it. They don't like it. They say they like it because women say one thing and do another thing. They don't like it. And this is just one woman. Guys, this is all women. I'm telling you, don't do this shit. This is an L. And so let me go back and show it. I feel like men are more emotional. Isn't that what y'all ask for? Again, they hate the men they create. They create a man and they end up hating that man. Oh, I don't like that version of the guy. <laughs> don't think so. I think every guy I've met is like honestly super emotional. And that's fine. Like I'm all about feelings, whatever. Like I'm an emotional yeah. person. Yep, see that she called it. I'm an emotional person, but I feel like these men are the new women. I said that and I got banned on Instagram for saying it. Person. So, like, that's okay, but I feel like it's definitely, like, sometimes worse than girls. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's crazy. Anyways, so if anyone knows... If, if anyone knows, you're not going to listen anyway because you're still young and fairly attractive and you, you don't have to listen. I'm going to just go out there and use my currency, which is youth and beauty, so I don't have to listen until I'm 32 and then maybe 40 and then I'm all ears. Family men still exist? Let me know. Or if I'm the only one that thinks they don't. You're not the only one, baby. This is kind of what men, women are still going through. Uh, they don't get approached. All right, why don't men approach me? Okay, let's talk about that part of it. Let's talk about that part of it. We're going to play videos here, and I selected some at random. So I didn't have time to find a lot of videos, but we're going to look at cold approach here. We're going to look at a man who has recorded his brutal rejections. Now, rejection is a part of cold approaching. I don't use cold approach as a solo strategy. Sometimes you might have to shoot a shot here and there, but I'm telling you, it's a tremendous risk. It's a tremendous risk. And I think if you're young, learning talking skills are important, but there's better way to talk to women than cold approach. All right, so I'll talk about that. There's better way to learn how to talk to women other than cold approach because of kind of watch this video here. This kind of shows you my brutal rejections for six minutes. We're not going to watch the entire six minutes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, that was fucking rough. Hey, appreciate it. it's a bit spontaneous. You caught my eye though, so I just wanted to come say hello. How you doing? You good? <laughs> Fair enough. I love your outfit. Thank you. How you doing? Good. Right, I'm not selling you anything, right? 
I just thought it looked nice, so I wanted to come say hello. Hi. Right, um, don't seem too interested at all. I've got a boyfriend. No, that's fine. Have a nice day. I must say, girls, you are looking very good. Thank you. Just wait a second, I'm waiting for a friend, but he did catch my eye, so I wanted to... Come on, where are you guys up to? Are you like... Out. Well, I'm, I'm guessing so, but... She's too young for your Shenny 18. Say again? Shenny 18, she's too young. Oh, is she? I don't know where it is. Are you 18 as well? No, I'm 26. There you go then, perfect. Nice to meet you. <laughs> no? <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so let's stop it here. So we got a kind of... This guy's built, too. This is not a... This is not a, let me, let me say, Paul, this is not a bad looking guy. All right. He's not completely short. He's not weak looking. He's not bird chested. He's fit. He doesn't look like he has money. All right. He doesn't look wealthy or anything like that. But all this nigga is getting, all he's getting is the back of day hair weaves. That's all he getting. He getting the back of day fl flat booties. So this is a this is what I called a cold approach. All right, this is a cold approach. This has a high fail rate, where you're just openly approaching women just in 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 the in the normal world. And we'll talk about why this is not successful at all for most men. I mean, you have a low percentage of converting these things. And no, you don't get to learn how to talk to women doing this. This is the worst way to get to learn how to talk to women because their already defenses are heightened. Uh, they they don't want to look like one does in this group here. One doesn't want to look desperate. The other girls are like, why are you talking to him? And he's whack. So the rejection model is already heightened. Any man that says and teaches you, this is how you learn to talk to women. They're leading you astray. This is not how you learn to talk to women. This actually will ruin your self-esteem faster. If you just randomly approach women on the street. Okay? They're already ready to reject you. Even if they like you, they're going to probably reject you. So let me continue with a couple more here. Fair enough. Excuse me. Hey, just let seconds. All right. And so, I mean, the reason the reason why this is not successful is because they're going somewhere. They're on a mission already. They're doing something. Even if a woman says, why don't men approach me? These women are, this is not what they're talking about. They're going somewhere. You, you don't know enough information about her. You don't know if her boyfriend's in front of her or behind her. Is she going to her boyfriend? You don't know what's going on. Was she eventually, was she just cold approach minutes ago, seconds ago? There's not enough information for you to use this as a tactic. And the one you're going to convert, we'll talk about the one you're going to convert here in a minute. Okay, there's so much here. This might be a long segment. Excuse me, girls. I know this is super spontaneous. I was just walking past and you caught my eye, so I thought I may as well just come say hello. Is that all right? Can I sit down? Our mums are here. I'll be like 30 and seconds. Scary Asian one. Can I take that room? All right. And so there again, more information, okay? Um, she might be using that as an excuse. Hey, my, our moms are here and she's a scary Asian mom. So these women are not in the situation where they want to be picked up. They're, mo they're in a family mode. I'll take that risk. No, no, I don't think you No, okay, that's fine. Well, take it as a compliment anyway. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. All right, and so now he's wholeflationed or he gave her a compliment. This is where it starts to work counterproductive. Now you've gave them something to talk about. Uh, you gave them an ability to reject. All right, even if you're attractive and she wasn't ready, she would have picked you up somewhere else, but not in this circumstance. Now she's running around. This guy approached me, and he was handsome. Okay, now the wholeflation's out of control. Yep. A bit spontaneous, I know. But oh, man. My goodness. All right, these girls are... 
Jesus. These girls are sunbathing in the bikini. This is probably when you do not want to approach a woman in an open park dressed in bikinis sunbathing. All right, but go ahead. Third person to join you. So that's what I'm doing. Is that okay? I know, I know. Yeah, she got her cheeks in the sun. She got her pussy wide open, uh, tanning her inner thighs. This is a good spot right here. Here we go. It's a bit random. I'm actually just visiting Norway for, for a few days. I've got 30 minutes to kill. So I'm just walking around, you know, seeing a city. And I saw you guys. And I see a lot of guys, they're, you're getting mad. You're getting angry. Stop ma making excuses. These are garden tools. Guys, I'm just giving you the most balanced perspective. I don't need to demean the women. You guys are haters. You guys are really angry with women. I'm just telling you from the male perspective. But you guys are really, really some angry men. And it's sad to see that you cannot just let me riff without you being angry with women. I'm just telling you what it is. I'm just telling you what it is. We, do we need to call them whores? I mean, there's times when we do. Not today. Can you take the lesson? All right. Angry little, angry little men in here. All right. Anyway, let's continue. Let's continue. I just seems having a great time and I didn't want to miss out, so... I thought I'd, uh, yeah, come join. What are you up to today? Huh? What are you up to today? Just sunbathing. Yeah, much else planned this evening. Yeah, see, man, I mean, look, they're giving him one word answers. This is just not what you want to do. Let's look at the, st the statistics. Let's look at the statistics of this, and then we'll talk about the next part of this. Just on one dating app. On average, this is a guy selling a dating course. I'm not going to promote him. On average, you can expect between 5 to 10% success rate for cold approaching. Okay, 50 approaches. You're learning. You're getting rejected. You don't have the proper tools. You're not leveraging anything. You're randomly approaching women. You have a 5 to 10% success rate. Now, the more women I approach the more success I'm going to have, for sure, if I have the confidence and my self-esteem doesn't erode. But I actually put on a Patreon a couple of dating coaches approaching women, and what we found was that these men started to approach uglier and uglier and less attractive and fatter women as the event went on. So the numbers game didn't yield better results. They just started trying to approach less quality women. That's what happened. So, yes, then you started to get some results because the quality of the woman kept going down. You start shooting your shot up here. Then as the evening went on, then the shot started to hit way down here. If you hit those shots, but then you start getting rejected by those women. So then it started to be a clown show where you're like, guys, you're now what you're doing now is trying to increase your odds by going after skeezers going after women that were going to be easy targets, going after desperate women. But guess what? You, you got success, and you thought that was success. Was it really? Was it really? Not really. Not really. It's not really a successful thing. But the reason why a guy would use this type of strategy is they, they can't leverage anything else. So for the men, when you don't leverage anything else, you have to depend on this so you don't have the ability to dress well. You're not in good physical shape. You're kind of creepy. You're, you're socially awkward. 
You don't have any money. You're not in a place where women are going to be open to it. You got to randomly approach women at great numbers because you're not going to be exposed to them anywhere else. This is why a cold approach is a low quality tactic. If you were a guy that has a reputation, you probably wouldn't do this because your reputation means something. You don't have a reputation. You have nothing to lose. So you can approach 100 women. Well, I let's just say I approach 100 women. Let's just say, and I'm again, I'm out of the game. Let's just say I approach 100 women and five recognize me, which is highly likely, or somebody recorded me. You would see me on the internet, and if it was valuable to her, she would say, hey, I saw that Coach Greg Adams guy, and it's likely to happen. I do get recognized in public by men and women. Hey, this Coach Greg Adams guy, this guy on the internet, here he is getting shot down by a woman. Well, I got a reputation. I can't afford for that to happen. But when you don't have a reputation and you have built nothing, you can't afford it. You see what I mean? There's two different approaches. But you're desperate and have no reputation and no leverage. So you have to cold approach. This, you have to do this. Now, let's say you were in a setting, an airport, um, a hotel bar, a restaurant, a nightclub. Then it turns less into a cold approach. There's still some cold approach evolve, involved. But we're talking about just walking up to random people at the mall. Let me go ahead and show you here. Let me go ahead and show you here right here. All right, uh, let me see what I want to play next here. Show you this video here, and then we'll talk about, uh, here's a video right here. Let's talk about what they call street harassment. This is going to be interesting. Street harassment, this is going to be obvious because these women here are getting uh, approached on the street. Street harassment, which is forced conversation. The dating coaches are like, man, you don't have to worry about all this. Yes, you do, all right, because I'm going to show you. Catcalling, obscene gestures, what some women deal with on a daily basis in public. According to this chart, they're saying the amount of people that have dealt with this type of street harassment, at first age, at first experience of street harassment. Uh, where's the data here? It is age 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 through 20, 21 through 25, which seems to be the age of either predatory behavior or age of when women tend to start to develop. Sadly enough, we do not understand that women start to be approached or talked to or gawked at or harassed or gestured or whatnot at a very early age. This is what we don't get. And I'm going to show you a clip of a woman kind of insinuating this, and we're going to show you in real time this happening. So we're trying to approach women that are 20, 25, 30. Well, they already been having 5, 10, 15 years of people doing shit like this to them. If you talk to any girl, middle school to high school, freshman, sophomore, they will tell you that men have said and done obscene things and or approach them at that age. And if any women in here can speak up on this, speak up. I know this for a fact because I have children in this age. Now, they're not saying adult men are doing this. This doesn't just mean adult men are doing this. 
but they have do they there are adult men doing this but they are also dealing with this from men young men in their age group so it's not like they're just wanting men to approach them randomly because they've never experienced it because yes they actually are dealing with this at a young age so they do what develop a defense they develop their defenses early so by the time they hit 21 22 they done seen it heard it all they'd have been harassed and shit like this like 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 crazy let me show you this real quick where's my video i hope i got the video up where's damn where's the video ah here it is here it is. Oh, by the way, um, I should recognize these guys. Some of these are big YouTubers and fair use. Fair use. Uh, this is a guy who's going to show us that he approached, he tried to cold approach 100 girls without any experience. He claims to be an introvert, but as you can see, he's kind of a jacked up, jacked up white male. And by the way, it does, it does matter if you're white or black in many situations here or other races, right? If you're a Spanish speaker, if you're a first language English, if you're overseas, it doesn't matter. So he's a jacked up Chad. Let's go ahead and play a couple of clips of his cold approach. And he's going to tell you kind of what worked for him. Fair use. <laughs> hey, excuse me. I had to stop you real quick. Who are you on the, who are you on the phone with? Oh, no, I was talking to a friend. Oh, your boyfriend, sorry. right? No. <laughs> cool. I saw you leaving. I was like, I got to hunt this girl down. I think you're super attractive. Thank you. What's your name? Kaya. Kaya, I'm yeah. Dylan. It's nice to meet you. That's um, a unique name. How old are you? Do I look old? I'm older than me, yes. I'm 23. I'm 16. Damn. All right. So for people who looked at that data that I showed you, and I'm not here to make excuses. I'm just here to put you in the best situation. For people, when we looked at the data, let me go back to the data. And I said, young women start getting approached early. That's an example. There's an example right there. So he looks to be, he said he was 23. He approached a woman that he thought was attractive. 16 was the age of the woman. Now, guys, to me, he wasn't being a predator. I don't think he was being a predator. But it just so happened that the woman was 16. Because, you know, it's, although people want to not admit it, for a guy that age and a girl that age, they're almost mature-wise probably even. It's probably an even match, but there's some things that you have to work around law legally. But she probably would probably do good in the next two years. As she got to 18, it could have been a match if she was 18 and he was 20, what did he say, 23? 18 and 23 would have probably been better for her. But that was a random approach. And he got got. Wait a minute. <laughs> that was a random approach. And he got got. Just like that. Because women develop. Women start to look age appropriate at that age. They're not already ready to go. But that can happen to a guy that's 21 approaching a woman in the mall. And she could be 16. Just like that. It happens. Especially if you're just shooting your shot. You're just shooting your shot. And you look at the numbers. That could easily happen. And now what? Now what? You going to jail. And by the way, jail would not be appropriate, but he definitely would be on the creepy level, right? So <laughs> going back, let's take a look at the young lady here. This guy's name's Dylan McKnight, and he's not a he's not a creep. I'm not trying to make him look like a creep, but this could happen when you're in the age range of shooting your shot. <laughs> hey, excuse me. So there's a the young lady there. Um, 
for me, she looks young, but I mean, I would probably consider her probably high school, maybe first year of college. I would probably consider her a freshman. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. All right. <laughs> but does she look young? Does she look old? I mean, she's right there in between. Pause. I had to stop you real quick. Who are you on the, who are you on the phone with? Oh, no, I was talking to a friend. Oh, your boyfriend, right? No. <laughs> cool. I saw you leaving. I was like, I got to hunt this girl down. <laughs> I think you're super attractive. Thank you. What's your name? Kaya. Kaya, I'm yeah. Dylan. It's nice to meet you. That's um, a unique name. How old are you? Do I look old? I'm older than me, yes. I'm 23. I'm 16. Damn. Fuck. Catching a case, bro. Let's get out of here. We got to get out of here now. FBI is showing up. <laughs> Shit. All right. Um, and uh, no, 18 is legal in Utah. West, most West Coast is 18, um, except for Nevada. Uh, ask me how I know these things. But uh, uh, anyway, um, let's just say some people are saying she's lying. Does it matter? <laughs> this is why, this is why y'all arguing there. Well, she lying. She capped. Does it matter? This is what we're just talking about. Are you wasting your time? If in fact they got to lie about shit like this, you don't have, and I'll say it again, cold approach and stuff like this means you don't have enough info. Therefore, it's a waste of time. You're going to start wasting your time. For her to lie about that means you don't have information. You guys are trying to make cases about this, trying to prove it. Well, that's just one and she's lying. The reason why code approach is a waste is because it's a waste of time. You don't have enough info to figure out if she's lying or not. This is why you have to have info before you make moves because that's how you get hemmed up. You're wasting your time. You're wasting energy. You could be doing something else. You can wait to gather the info. <laughs> What's the point? It don't matter if she's lying or accurate. You don't have info. This makes it a waste of time. <laughs> lying or not, it's still a rejection. It's a waste of your time. Trying to overcome the lie is a waste of your time. That's what I'm telling you. You guys are trying to argue this and try to overcome the objection. So what? What are you selling here? Um, so it's a health and wellness drink. It's good for energy, metabolism, immunity. Okay. Is it like your product or you just oh, saw no. it? Oh, okay. I, I, just I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I'm not that interested in it, no, but okay. I'm interested in you. I thought you were cute. I was just passing by. I wanted to say hi. <laughs> What's your name? Martina. Martina? Cool, I'm Dylan. Dylan, nice to meet you. Why are you over there? Why can't you come in? What? I'm like creepily like reaching over this. I'm about to like crawl over it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think you should still try it though. You might like it. Fine, if I try it, will you like go out on a date with me or something? Like we can make a deal right here, right now. I'll chug that whole bottle of water or whatever's in this stuff. I won't even ask. Is it in here right now? No. Oh. So do you want me to give you like a super gross flavor? Give me the nastiest flavor, yeah. Don't look. Close your eyes. Wait, you have to drink a little bit of the water first, and then I'll pour it in. First off, how old are you? That's the, the question. That's a good question. How old do you think I am? I'm guessing in your 20s. Mm -hmm. I'm 23. How old are you? I'm 
good. See, I use context clues. I was like, she's working a job. She's at least 18. I'm not going to catch a case, right? I think uh, 16 year olds can also work. So. Are you kidding me? 16. Shut up. Not 14. I like the Corella DeVille vibe with the uh, Dalmatian uh, print. That's definitely Dalmatians. I'm sorry, I kind of spilled everywhere, so you're just making me really nervous. Yeah, make you nervous? That's good, yeah. I think you're being a little bit real, though. I can smell it and it's in the bottle. Maybe that's because you spilt it everywhere. Whoo! Dang, I really want this date. Okay. That's definitely one of the coffee flavors, yeah? Whoo! It's strong. No, I'll drink the whole thing. We had a deal. Oh, it's got caffeine. It's actually pretty good, though. Do you get like commission when somebody buys stuff? Let me buy something. All right, so the reason why I'm letting that roll. Is because when you don't have leverage, you end up in conversations like this. This is way too much, right? This is definitely better than street approach. But this is an approach that the woman is obviously trying to make a sale. She has slight interest. The more he talks, the more he believes he's gaining interest. He does get her phone number. But at the end of it, he's like, "Woof!" He was like, that was too much. He said that was annoying. Now, you guys will think, hey, if I cold approach and I get into a conversation, I won. I learned how to talk to women. I'm saying this is not learning how to talk to women. You actually probably got finesse. You, you bought a bottle of her juice, and she made a sale more than you learned how to talk to women. This is not learning how to talk to women. In my opinion, this is not learning how to talk to women. There would be a better case to learning how to talk to women, not like this. All right, this is not how you learn how to talk to women. So uh, a lot of people will use that as a cope or an excuse as to, well, you got to learn somehow. This ain't, this ain't learning. This is casual conversation. This is learning how to talk to strangers. But indeed, at the end of it, he's like, wow. But he had to go through to a conversation where he's trying to lead her to get the phone number. It's, it's probably not going to yield the best results. You have to do that 100 times to get five women 100 that is the going rate just giving you just some context here i'm just telling you where to waste your time hold on for a second you have to do this 100 where's where's my data okay my data's gone here oh there it is right there you have to do that 100 times to get five or 10 and that's numbers that's not sex that's five to 10 numbers, 100. I'm going to tell you right now, based on that, and I probably would do well, okay? I would do better than this ninja, all right? But to me, time is way more valuable. There's no way, there's no way in the world that I would pull this off consistently, 100 for that low percentage of number. I don't even want to have that many conversations with a woman where I don't care what age she is. I'm not even talking about the rejection at this point. There's no way that that's the best use of your time. There's no way that that's the best use of your time. Now, when we get to bars and nightclubs and shit like that, that's even uh, probably more egregious. But uh, check this guy out. This is a guy named Austin Hollerman. You guys know him. 
um, from the passport community. And it says, even though I've been having a lot of success doing this in the past two months, looking back at the amount of tries it takes to get results you want cold approaching is still a waste of time on paper. The ish doesn't make you more alpha or manly either. Stop saying that. The only reason I will continue doing it is because it keeps up my social skills. And anybody that knows him, he seems to be uh, a socially awkward guy. So it does probably help him confidence wise. But he says, but thinking you are guaranteed better results for doing it, it's just a bold-faced lie. Now, I tend to agree with him on that, no matter where you are. But, of course, the comment section was litty, all right? There were a bunch of guys in there in support of it and um, showing that, yes, if you just had a little bit more riz, some game, if you weren't socially awkward, it would be better. But even your best dating coach can only guarantee a 5 to 10% success rate. What could you do with that time? As a young man, I will tell you, probably do something that would benefit you to get leverage or put yourself in situations that socially will benefit you to have a conversation, to get information, to not be perceived as a creep. Because to me, street approach is creepy behavior. I don't care what you look like. A street approach is going to be yield creepy results. Here you go right here. It's going to get you in the creepy category. Uh, let me see here. Uh, going forward here, let me give you one more and then um, then go ahead. And uh, and uh, for the people who are telling me about these are white boys, where the black guy's at, all right, uh, I could not just put that many straggles on the screen, but I did show you Marshawn Lynch earlier. Okay, so I did show you a representation of black men and the styling that certain black men would use to approach. Uh, let me see here. What we're all looking for, maybe I can help. No, I'm joking, I can't help. I'm first day here. But you caught my eye, so I thought I'd just... Uh, I mean, look, you all look great, but, you know, you can only ask, ask how one girl at a time. So you are my favorite in this group. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Ugh. Yeah, man, at some point, he'll grow up. I mean, he's just doing this for YouTube. This is probably the least effective way to get to know women. Can some men make this situation work? Yeah, you're going to be charming. It's going to be funny. You might be able to make them laugh. But what did you get? Like, this is, this, is, this is tragic to me because this is unnecessary if you're a man. It's unnecessary. <laughs> right? Uh, fair use. And read the room. Read the room. Read the room. No one said, oh, wonderful. You can help me. Read the room. I can't help, I'm first day here, but you caught my eye, so I thought I'd just, uh, I mean, look, you all look great, but, you know, you can only ask, ask how one girl at a time, so you are my favorite in this group, so, oh, thank you. nice to meet you. <laughs> and then you single one out, yeah, she's smiling, hopeflation, you single one out, and look, the other ones have checked out. Now, I'm going to just say this, if you are trying to sell me that this works, please understand, I've lived a lot of life. You just doing it wrong, coach. I'm going to tell you, man, I've been here, done this. This is not as successful as actually being a man. Right, here we go. What's your name? Sophie. Sophie. I feel like I made the situation really awkward, so first of all, sorry. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm probably not going to see you on Hinge or Tinder, so you've got to do it the old-fashioned way, so don't you? Yeah. Well, did you never meet people like this? No, I've got a boyfriend. boyfriend. Oh, no, see, I mean, there you go. I mean, the old I got a boyfriend that you got to overcome. And look at the fat chicks here. 
All right, I got a boyfriend. You got to overcome that. Do you have the ability? Do you have the time? Could you have just walked past him and saved your breath? Could you have matched with her on Tinder or, or Hinge? Which you probably could have. We'll talk about that. One of the things that cold approach guys will say, it's better to approach them in public. But I'm like, you got a, you got less of them in front of you. That's the most he's going to have in front of them at one time. Online, Instagram, you got a whole bunch of them. You're saving the time. The rejection is made. She has a boyfriend. She's not on Hinge. Okay. Let me show you this. We got one more. Is this a video? Ah, we have women saying, talking about, what's the difference between cold approach and street harassment? <laughs> right here we go right here. Now we got a Ling Ling white girl and a white dating coach. Uh, white guys tend to be less charismatic. So they tend to seem to look like they need the most help with this uh, subject of cold approach. Uh, but they are running with a significant advantage. Let's talk about that. So like, hold on for a second. I got music in the background. So there's stuff in the media now, more and more about like street harassment, right? So cat calls like you were talking mm. about. Um, so if someone, for example, cat calls, right? That's not good, right? And if someone uh, shouts something about the way you look from afar, that's not good. No. Where do you think the line is between like someone just approaching you to tell you you look nice and someone actually going too far? And doing street harassment for you what what would you feel like was kind of offensive or made you feel like it was really bad versus something that was nice where Just is that line for you any comments towards my body mm -hmm. or maybe yeah. just like general appearance like wait Brothers, she just said, I want you to realize what you're dealing with. I want you to realize what you're dealing with. And you guys that, I know there's guys in here, you want to argue me and you ain't got no hair on your chest or your chin. So please don't. You're embarrassing yourself. You're dealing with the X factor. You're dealing with a woman. Anytime you put yourself in a situation where the woman has the advantage, significantly, you're going to lose more times than not. You're telling me to put the woman in advantage, to, to shift the advantage, and it's a random woman. You guys are idiots arguing with me. It's, 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 it's wild that you guys are trying to convince me to X fact to convince the X factor, you guys are wild as hell. This is why y'all out here the way y'all are. Shut your bitch ass up! <laughs> it's a random woman. It's a X factor. Listen to this woman. She said, and I quote: You got no advantage, no leverage, and you're telling me to run out here and give them the advantage. Are you fucking crazy? She said, and I quote, I don't like it when men comment on my body. 
I would never put myself in a situation with a goofy broad that has this type of mindset and walking out here with her titties out. There's no way. There's no way that I will continue to do this. Leverage and options trumps this. Becoming a man trumps this. Putting yourself in the right situation trumps this. There's no way. But you guys are still out here. This is wild. This is why this listening to her and seeing her, this is exactly why I say, oh, hell no. I'm going to keep on walking. She wearing lingerie lingerie draws in a bathrobe outside. I could have this woman quickly with leverage and options. Trust me, this is an easy day for me. I will not put myself in the alternative situation for a five to 10 seconds conversation. Are you crazy? This is what I'm talking about here. This is what she just said. Man, you can't make this shit up. Kevin Samuel style. <laughs> Here we go. Tell you look nice and someone actually going too far and doing street harassment. For you, what, what would you feel like was kind of offensive or made you feel like it was really bad versus something that was nice? Where Just is that line for you? Any comments towards my body mm -hmm. or maybe just like general appearance. Like if you're talking about my style, it's not my yeah. body. It's more like what I've done and how I've dressed how myself, you've presented yourself, how I've presented right? myself. It's not just about, just, yeah. So if someone came and said, like, I just had to tell you, you have a really nice figure, mm. would you feel that was a bit too far? I think yeah. there's just step yeah. That's too far. That's too far. Saying she has a nice figure is too far. Are you kidding me, Ninja? Hey, guys, and... Guys, this is just one woman. This is just one woman. And the other one's got an off-the-shoulder thingy with her titty out, too. Looking like little Kim. See, I'm not going to waste my time. I would not even tell men to waste their damn time. And you know she's on the internet. You know she's on Instagram. See, the old days where you could cold approach and use that, it's, uh, and, and, and use that in the place of, in the place of, um, let, me, let me come back. There was no place, there was nothing in place in front of cold approach. So you had to cold approach or social circle. There was no Instagram or, or seeking arrangement or no OnlyFans. There was none of that shit. That, that's what you had to do. Today, saying that cold approach would be a better tactic because you have her there in front of you, she also has these other areas. So you're not talking to women that have an absence of that reach. She has that reach and you simping for them in public. Do you understand? I'm trying to make a point because a lot of people are saying it's better, but you're saying it as if she doesn't have these other things. Does it matter? Yes. That matters significantly. That changes everything. If she didn't have a social media and you said cold approach is, is better, that would make sense. <laughs> right it would make sense but then now you're just taking that completely out of context assuming that these women don't have these other reaches you would have to know that up front and then consider that and then understand why your ass got bounced and rejected is rejection a good thing or a bad thing
People are acting like, oh, it's okay to get rejected. I beg to differ. You're being desensitized by the ejection, uh, 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 rejection, but I, I will show and prove, and I've shown and proved, that men that do that end up dropping the quality of the woman to decrease the odds of rejection. You're assuming that you're not getting rejected as much or the rejection doesn't hurt because the woman that you're approaching, you don't care about the rejection because you're shooting low. I've proven this. I've actually watched dating coaches on Patreon and we went through their video. That's exactly what happens. You learn where your lane is and you drop. You adjust. So yes, the rejection did alter your behavior. It altered your behavior significantly on who you're going to talk to. So it did hurt you. Now, did it increase your odds? No. Statistically, you got at the same type of women. You got the same chance, whether they ugly or beautiful. All right, so this is the thing that we're trying to use as it don't hurt as bad. It does. <laughs> it does, and it will. And even these dating coaches, every time I see the type of women they're talking about they're winning with, inevitably, they'll be skeezers. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you won with the skeezers. You know what I mean? I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. All right, last point on this one is, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. There's a woman here that says right here, uh, the attitude of the woman. Again, you don't have enough information. This woman says, and they wonder why men don't approach them. Well. Anybody knows that even if you date or get to know a woman, typically you're going to probably not like things about her. And we know that women are downloaded with the software of feminism. A lot of women are flat out misandrists. And some of them are skeezers. But yes, you're saying you got her phone number and then what? You ended up, did you end up, what, what did you end up with? You might have ended up with a feminist, a misandrist, a skeezer at best. And it says right here, I miss when men worked and would work 70 hours a week and die at 50. You used to be able to collect their pension and life insurance payout and vibe for like 30 more years. Okay. So with this being said, my wrap up is most of the time, if you don't have leverage, if you haven't become a man, and yes, you do have to become a man. The cold approach is the adverse situation you will put yourself in. As you advance in your manhood, you don't have the time. You don't even think the time is wise. If you're younger, it is something that you might have to use because you have the absence of something else. You have the absence of chest hair. You have the absence of a beard. You have the absence of masculine quality. You have the absence of a car. You have the absence of home ownership. You have the absence of money in your bank account. You have to cold approach. Or you have to shoot your shot on the internet. You got to play this constant game. Over time, if you use all of your time for that, you're probably going to have an absence of all of those things going into your 30s. Going into your 30s, you're still going to be without it, and then still at 30, talking to a grown-ass man about cold approach. And I'm saying the reason why you're still having a cold approach at 30 is because you still have an absence of being a man. Why don't you become a man first and talk to a grown-ass man about some shit instead of listening to a married man tell you about cold approaching when he's been married for 35 years? What are you talking about? 
A grown-ass man ain't got no time to approach women at the mall. Mm. Not a hundred. Not a hundred. No grown-ass man that is worth his weight or his weight and salt. Nobody has that time. But a nigga who ain't got shit going on in his life or nothing to lose, no reputation to get rubbed down, yep, go ahead. You got that. <laughs> I'm tired of these sucker MCs trying to talk to me like they grown. They ain't got shit. You ain't got shit to your name. Of course you can cold approach. <laughs> but become a man first. Talk to some real ass men. Now, last point on the cold approach, and we'll get to the super chats. The warm lead hot referral. So if you're in the proper environment with the proper women that are open to a conversation, you have a social circle, but even social circle doesn't guarantee that a woman's not on a dating app, that she's not getting cold approach, that she doesn't have an Instagram full of DMs. So social circle is not a, just a hit home run because, yeah, she goes to your church. She goes to your school. You, she's in your study group. Okay, You know her. You grew up with her. Does that mean she's not getting cold approach? Does that mean she's not on a dating app? You probably know girls you know that are on dating apps. In fact, this is a social circle situation right here where uh, I showed you the man um, was dating a woman and now his, here it is right here, this guy, social circle. So he was dating this woman and then the guy ended up, his friend ended up marrying her. Mm. Remember that? Uh, that shit happens. It's because even social circle is not a guarantee. You can still get got. It doesn't guarantee just because you know the woman that it's going to be best for you. And look at him. He, there's that rejection don't hurt. Rejection don't hurt after a while. <laughs> right here. Rejection don't hurt after a while. Right here. Um, it happens. Listen, don't try to just go about life avoiding rejection. But also, don't go out and run in the middle of the street just to prove that getting hit by a car won't hurt. Shit happens. All right, getting hit by a car doesn't hurt. Getting hit by a car, that it doesn't hurt. At some point, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, it's going to hurt you. All right, so you need to develop things. So let's just say I'm at a lounge. Women show up specifically to be entertained. They show up and get dressed, hoping that the right guy approaches them. Some women are open to conversations. When you're dealing with mature women, you will find that they'll start, be, they'll start to be more open to conversations if you look or are dressed apart. If you come in there with a toothpick and gold teeth and you're in a lounge, you're probably not going to get talked to because women are looking for mature men. So when you walk in there, you will find that there's going to be women 38, 40, 45 that are looking for a conversation. Why? These bitches are bored. They bored. They've been ran through. They've been dealing with pookies. They've been dealing with chads. They've been chatted out. They've been pookied out. They're waiting for a real man to start a real conversation. They love it. They eating it up. They're looking for extra attention. They've been sitting in a cubicle or a workstation for 45 hours this week. So you're more likely to be able to have these easy conversations with them. And it turns into less of a cold approach and more of a warm lead. So you're talking to grannies. You're talking to women that love it. And they eating it up. They love the flirt. So it's going to be easy 
and easier. I find these conversations with them useless, although it is somewhat easy. And yes, if I can go ahead and bang this 39-year-old woman out tonight, maybe. But most of the time, they want to lead to a date and they want to be fantasized because you're not Pookie or Chad anymore. So they want to meet you and then go on a date and go on. A, I'd rather just go on a dating app and swipe this woman, take her to the bar and then plug her. So that type of approach is going to work. You're going to think you're doing something. And I'm going to tell you, well, not really. It's nice. But these women are looking for conversations like that. They're bored. They're going to go home tonight and either call up Pookie or talk to their dog and cat. That's all they're going to do. They're going to be in bed sleeping with their dog, whether they call Pookie or not. So a lot of guys will use these age of women and say, hey, this was successful. It's nice. I don't consider it a, a great win, but it's nice. All right, if I'm just sport fucking, it's nice. If I want to lead a woman on and sell her a dream, okay. If I want to be the 80th nigga she fucked in her life, okay. If, I, if she wants to give me two pieces of peace leave and then turn it into a relationship, okay, you already know where this is going. These women are looking for men of a certain style that they can get into relationships with. All right, so that's where we're at with them. I look at that as, eh, all right, you're going to have the conversation. I don't consider it a great win. Now, if I could talk to the bottle service girl, all right, that might be another one. The waitress in the cigar bar, in the lounge, the waitress is what I'm talking about. Going further, the hot, the hot, sorry, the warm leads, the hot referrals, hot referrals. Most men won't experience this, and this is where you need to be. Where the woman says, hey, my friend wants you. My friend's interested in you. She says, I'm interested in you. She comes up and talks to you. She comes up and sits in your lap. That's if you're outside. She asks you for your number. And I know a lot of guys say that doesn't happen. Oh, yes, it does. When you become a grown-ass man, that shit happens. The, what do they call it? Choosing signals. These are hot-ass referrals. These are women putting themselves in you. Women that go to places where grown-ass men hang out. That is a hot-ass referral. They're going in there. Um, tell you a story real quick. When you're in there with grown-ass men, uh, have you ever gone to, I'm going to tell you to go this, go to a place like Mastro's. Go to the bar on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Eat dinner at the bar, but you got to dress the part. Cannot go in there looking like a regular ninja. Don't come in there with your gold teeth and your toothpick. Go to the bar at Mastro's, Fleming's, you name it. Dress up. You don't have to have a tie on. Dress up. Go there and have the music playing in the background and shit. And there's going to be a couple of women that come to the bar. They gonna, It's going to be a whole fucking run. The odds are, and this is when you're a grown ass man. Like, because there's going to be some women that are young age, young relatively comparably to you. You're in your 45, 50, 55. There's going to be a women, 25, 30, 35, pulling up. Pulling up or they're going to be posted up targeting you. Do not come in your fubu jeans. Don't just come up. And they're going to be there like they're going to be in this mode right here. Get him, daddy. 
you won't even have to really open your mouth. Now, of course, men are like, well, what do I do? I'm not 35, 45, 50. I told you, you got to become a man. It's going to change. It's going to switch up because then you become targeted. Then the women start saying, those same women that are on dating apps, you're cold approaching them. They're on Instagram. They're also at Fleming's watching them just eat by themselves. It happens. Put your smell good on. Look like you got some class. Do not look desperate. You won't have to walk up to any of them. <laughs> Jazz clubs, lounges, cigar bars, they're in there. You won't even have to open your mouth. They're going to put yourself in a position. The women that work there are going to ask you about yourself. You eating here alone, they're going to start talking. I, got, I went to a cigar bar. The lady that worked at the cigar bar. Oh, you here alone? You, you handsome? You this? They hitting me with everything you hit the women with on cold approach. They hitting you with all of that shit. Oh, you handsome, man. What are you doing? And let me buy this for you. They buy me the cigar. Oh, don't worry about it. Sit down. I'm going to take care of you. All right? They come sit on your lap. Right? And you're just like, what the fuck's going on? But that's just, that's, just a, that's just an example of what we're talking about here. Can this happen to if you're a young guy? Probably. But again, depending on what type of situation you're looking for, what type of situation you're looking for? I have no idea. You're looking for uh, scab peeling skeezers? They're easy. You can go ahead and just, uh, you would just, you just really just throw out $200, you can get them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, and, and a lot of guys don't know this and they'll cope and they'll try to say, well, they did this and they want your money and they trying to finesse. It's just kind of how it becomes. But really, you have to become a man. I think if you take cold approach, from 23 to 30, you losing. You obviously lost. You're going to start losing. Then you take cold approach from 30 to 35. Ninja, I don't even want to talk to you as a man. You ain't even in my echelon. You ain't even in my echelon to even have this discussion. You obviously a low breeding ass ninja. If you standing somewhere in a wide open space and you're just, just approaching women. Oh my Lord. And you're 30 plus, stop. <laughs> right? It's wild. In his Laker jersey and shit. Like, yo, man. But if I'm in the airport, and there's levels to that shit too. There's levels to that. Um, I think I seen, I think I saw, and everybody knows the levels to the airport game. You guys want some airport game? You ain't even in my echelon. There's a there's a there's airport game. You guys want some airport game? <laughs> All right, and then we're gonna get up to the main event. Do you guys know that there's levels to airport? Y'all don't know this, do y'all? All right, so here's here's the thing about women. Women know the levels. Why do they know? Let me go back to this to show you. And this is what men miss out in because they think women are dumb. Let's go back. When do women start getting approached? When do women start getting comments? When do women start getting hit on? Unfortunately, at a young age. All right, at a young age. And if you use the word Mac, you, you low grade. But let's continue. Um, women start getting approached young, and their social status depends on information. The social status depends on information, meaning that they got to know information to best put themselves in the best predicaments, meaning some girl's going to say, go to this lounge, go to this bar, uh, bar, 
go to this place. Women say, where do I meet women? Where do I meet high-value men? Golf course. They start doing these things. They start doing these things at an early age. But in the airport, do you realize that if you have a coach seat and you're sitting there in the area where people are going to line up regularly, you're in the low-grade position. You're in the you're in the bottom of the boat. Very rarely do attractive women hang out there. Now, you might get you a young biddy. You might get you a young biddy. You might catch somebody off guard, but even they know if you're sitting here, you're on their level. Mm. However, if you're in the Amex lounge, you have a first class ticket. And this is just a this is just an example. If you're with a group of people that look experienced traveler, your luggage, your handbag, the bag you're carrying, that is all gonna be shit that they're looking at. If you're at a restaurant in the bar, I mean in the airport, waiting on your flight. Are you running down? Are you on Spirit Airlines or Southwest? You just realize she took all of that into consideration soon as you opened your mouth. Now, if you got the King Mac Daddy King Kong skills, you might be able to overcome all that. But you're waiting in line, but I got the global entry fast pass. Do you understand how much women impute and consider when you open your freaking mouth. Y'all don't understand that. But you got to understand that. You got to understand that. You're in Southwest Boarding Pass C, Group C, right? But I just boarded on the business class. I'm boarding early. You boarding last. <laughs> you see how fast. Things add up really quickly, and women are paying attention to these details. They pay attention to them. But if you, you know, some guys can overcome this. Most guys do not realize this. Some guys can never overcome all of this. It's just what it is. And then when you want to talk to me about flight attendants, you guys are morons. I meet more flight attendants either in business or first class or on seeking arrangements. Mm. Women are no longer secrets out here. Okay, they already know where it is, and they've been done, been there, done that. If I see an old flight attendant, that's just an old skeezer to me. That woman had been skeezing for a couple of decades, and I had a best friend that was a flight attendant, and when he used to come to Orange County, I lived 15 minutes from John Wayne Airport, he would tell me I'm in Orange County at the hotel. I would pull up, and he had all the flight attendants there, and them hoes was skeezing, whether they was married or single. They was not in the uh, they was not in a hotel room sleeping. Them women, whether they were married and sing or single, they was out there skeezing. So if they are old flight attendant, please, please, <laughs> right. <laughs> And yeah, and they pocket watching you too. And she looked good. She didn't been with the pilot. She didn't been with random hookups at the bar. Dude, we 
They flew in after a long day of flying, and they was at the bar until the middle of the night. I was like, whoa. So dude's like, oh, I got game to run on flight attendants. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. It's a, dude, she meeting sugar daddy as soon as she touched down. Half of them meeting sugar daddy as soon as they touched down. Okay, that's to get their income up. Some of them meeting a pilot afterwards. Some of them meeting a boyfriend or a hookup. Some of them married or single, ninja, married or single. So anyway, some of them are thieves, scoundrels. You're not meeting no good girl. You're not running no game on no good girl, which a lot of you guys don't want to run game on good girls, but that's just the reality of it, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm too grown for these conversations here. I've seen it. I've seen, I've experienced all this, bro. They do freaky shit, even the grannies. All right, let me get in here with this conversation here. Some of y'all ninjas ain't been on the airplane, but you want to talk shit to me. Hey, man. <laughs> you need to get y'all some red pill jobs here. All right, anyway. And, if it, and, and guys are telling you in the comment section that I'm actually, I'm accurate. I'm accurate. I'm not lying to you. Uh, a lot of guys want to lie to you, to sell to you. Have you noticed? I haven't said buy my course. I'm not selling anything to you guys. I'm not, I have no reason to lie. I have no reason to lie. This shit is happening. I'm telling y'all real info. But y'all out here hoping, I'm going a, I'm to a run game on a flight attendant. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like, all right, go ahead. I mean, listen, you got time. You sitting on the plane. Why not? All right, anyway, what do we have here? YouTube says Nancy Pelosi, the best investor of all time. And she cheated. By the way, somebody posted that on Instagram and got the post deleted. Mm. Shout out to Uncle Mel Show says, did you get the 9-11 for the Juco or yourself? Well, I told that story before. Um, it was on my list of things to buy for 10 years. It was on my vision board for 10 years. However, it does make the passenger seat wet when I got Juco's over there. So it is an added plus to be able to have that vehicle. <laughs> All right, anyway. Shout out to Lies Boogie says, Coach just walked in on a plane, Jane, proving 80-20%. She was explaining a tall, muscular basketball guy to a woman saying him getting her, him getting with her felt unreal. All right, so there you go, a plane, Jane. So uh, I guess, was it a pro basketball player or a college? So she was in a euphoric situation or euphoric situation, and she said it seemed unreal. That's real. It's real. Shout out to, uh, and by the way, if you're a dating coach um, that wants to prove to me that cold approach is the most effective, I welcome you to come to Las Vegas, Nevada, and or Newport Beach, California. I don't care if you're black or white. We are not going to qualify skeezers. We're going to come to Las Vegas. I don't want to hear no shit. I don't want to hear your little theories and I don't want to hear old married men talking about their old war days of approaching. Ninja been married longer than they've been dating apps and they want to talk shit. We don't do this over here. What you're going to do is you're going to get your ass on the plane and we're going to film all the Yoko to pro skills. We're going to put it on my channel unedited. And we're going to see what y'all got. Because this is not a debate. I don't, I don't create content to debate and argue with ninjas. I've never done it. I've always let that slide. I'll, I'll argue with a woman before I argue with a man on YouTube. So if you're a guy like, Coach, I'll prove. Uh, let me come on your show. I'm not here to argue with men. 
I've never argued with men on my, I think I did one time. And then Hafiz drew me into an argument. I ain't here. I haven't made my show to argue with men. In fact, have you ever seen men debate on YouTube? It's the most pathetic thing I've seen in terms of pieces of content. Men, and then the, the debate ends up being a dumpster fire where it's just mudslinging and emotional ninjas. All right, but what we're going to do is we're going to put your ass on here front and center. So married men, you're excluded from this conversation. You do not qualify. If you're married, you're going to teach men marry game. If you don't got no audience, meaning your YouTube subscribers ain't 50,000 plus, sit your monkey ass down. So work to be a man first and build an audience before you come over here to try to check me. Next, if your gear ain't right and proper, Ninja, don't even talk to me. I don't want to hear shit. Ninja, you ain't got no suit. You ain't got no Stacey Adams or Gators, Ninjas. You ain't got no slippery shoes. You ain't got no slacks. All right, you ain't got shit to your name. I don't want to hear shit. If you under 30, go sit your monkey ass down. If you're under 30, sit down. All right, you ain't even become a man yet. Your beard ain't even fully grown in yet, but you want to come over here and talk to me. Go sit your ass down if you're under 30. I don't care if you got muscles on your little body. I don't give a shit what you got. If you under 30, sit your ass down. You ain't even man enough to have this discussion yet. <laughs> All right. Now, who does that leave? If you only date fat black women or fat white women or fat Latino women, and you then say, I don't like skinny in shape women of any race, sit your ass down. Sit down because we not just going to chase around the fat women because you learn how to talk to fat women for a, a, a living we if you only going to say i only approach this one because these are my type sit down i don't want to see you dodge the the flatback kaylee's and the linglings because they smart and they know your goofy ass is goofy don't dodge them when they out here in the wide open so if you only date fat women because that's your preference Ninja, sit down. Ninja, you don't qualify for this conversation. <laughs> right? Telling me you in Memphis with some goddamn game. Sit down, Mackin. Sit down, Mackin. Put the Mackin away, please. Have several seats. We talking about dating women, not skeezers. Let's have the conversation. Your preference is one thing. What your Mackin talking about? <laughs> all right no scrap sexuals we talking about people who are going to approach some mature women not only fans skeezers that you see on podcasts that's not what we talking about not tattooed up if you approach a woman and she got a tattoo on her thigh you automatically lost you lost the bet and i'm gonna put that shit on the internet no pogs no nothing she got a tattoo on her forearm of a name of her uh, of her son Aiden in memory of on her back ninja you lost the conversation so this don't leave much men left <laughs> no pa no milfs if you come out here and you start approaching milfs and old women you lost we only approaching prime women prime Prime women, no bitches with that little uh, glued on hair, 
on a on a on a forehead. None of them. None. No MILFs. No old cougars. No old sexy old classy women with bunions on their feet. Nothing. We only approaching prime time women. That's the only dudes that I'm talking to here. <laughs> All right, everybody understand. All right, come on. There's qualifications on this shit. Anyway, no gills. No, look at her, man. She 42 and sexy. None of that shit. Nope, nope, nope. No pumas, no cougars, no goddamn saber two tigers. Nothing. No bras that drive Nissan Altimas. We going top shelf. That's, that's all I want to hear, Ninja. Top shelf. <laughs> no prime ass old women that used to be in, in Vogue. All right. No bitches that used to do the backup singing for in Vogue and she's still hot and sexy. None of that shit. No bitches with the curly weave. Women, hey man, she used to be in Vogue, coach. She used to be in In Vogue. She was a background singer for In Vogue, coach. She's still bad. None of them. Nope. No. Mm-mm. All right. Anyway. Uh, shout out to Embrace the Truth says also Gen Z women today are just as socially awkward as Gen Z men. They don't know how to take a man. They don't know approaching them. Most of them are socially engaged. Uh, socially engaged through a screen and not in real life. And that could mess up a lot of people, right? That could mess up a lot of people. So yes, Gen Z women definitely don't really know how to talk or take a compliment. They're kind of just like, what is going on? They'll just focus on their screen. Floyd L. Holt says, I don't understand why white men or is it white men are desperate for dating and mating. Don't holler at black women it's easy for them, pretty much an easy lay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to belittle black women, but uh, all right. Bob said, sneaky dice. Sneaky dice to the queen, if you know, you know. Not sure if I know that. Black women, approaching black women is, is, is definitely a, a, it's an art form. It's an art form. Um, do what I suggested, I would say no. I would very rarely approach black women. People will ask me why. But approaching black women is somewhat not not a man of my caliber. Uh, approaching black women is not it. Not cold approaching them. They they just don't know how to handle uh certain situations. They tend to be they tend to be immature. Um, you very rarely catch them alone, so you're going to have to approach them with there with at least another person or a group. And they don't know how to handle it. They're very immature handling these situations. All right, she has to be a very mature black woman. Most of them are going to be, they're going to fumble the opportunity by being somewhat goofy. Um, You know, trying to show up for her friend. They kind of do things to reject you or make it hard for you to show up to the uh, show off to their friend group. Um, that's what I would say there on on black women. That's typically the response you're going to get from them, and they've been doing this for a long time. So if they if they're older, they've been getting approached since they were in their 15 and 16, right? So they kind of know where this is going to go. They kind of want to lead you in a certain direction, and you have to be you have to be kind of. It's a lot of work. It's like pulling teeth. 
It can be doable, but it's like pulling teeth, and I find it to be kind of worthless. You're least likely to get her saying that you're a street harasser. You're not going to get any of that from her. She's not going to consider you a street harasser. She knows this is going to happen, so she already kind of has her guard up and prepared for things. In fact, let me, let, me, let me tell you what works with black women is that you overcome lots of objections, right? So she's going to throw you 12 objections. If you overcome them, she'll be like, oh, wow. She'll compliment you on your game. She'll be like, oh, you got game. She'll be like, you got riz. And so you got to overcome rapid-fire objections. Way, way too many for what it's worth for this woman. All right, this woman is not worth the amount of objection that you're going to go through. But what impresses her is this ability to have the mouthpiece in the game. And to me, it's almost not worth it with them. There's a way to get to them without all of this. But to me, it's, it doesn't demonstrate a skill other than to talk to a person that is throwing up a lot of things just to, just to get cheap entertainment from you. But yeah, it might, it might even, somebody said Patrice called a Kung Fu. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like you went through a whole thing and then you finally wore her down and she was like, all right, here's your reward. To me, it's mostly just shit testing you. It's mostly just shit testing you. And I'm like, you did all of that for that. Now, white guys will probably do get less of that. But, you know, you'll have to go through eight objections. But I find it to just be mostly banter uh, combined with uh, insults, compliments, um, and just overcoming ne- unnecessary conversation. Everybody knows why we're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. So it tends to be this type of thing here. I find that loser men love to do this. I don't want to say that loser men. Men who aren't men love to do this. They, they love this type of conversation. To me, I find this wasted conversation to me, to be honest. And yeah, that, that's just my opinion on it. It's kind of like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of Kung Fu. It's unnecessary. Uh, there's some qualifications in there and you don't even know what a real woman is. I do know how the real woman is. I know how to handle a woman. Oh, you can handle me? What would you do? Oh, boy. Ooh, okay. All right. You going a little too far there, but I like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's single mama banter. <laughs> single mama banter, somewhat immature. It's not really flirtatious. It's mostly uh, kind of like two angry gorillas boxing each other and then hugging at the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, for all of that, man, I find it to be, you know, uh, you kind of got to prove yourself. Uh, what you wearing? What kind of, let me see your shoes. Step back. Uh-huh. Look at me, baby. You know what I mean? I fly. Shit. You ain't talking, man. You talking to that guy. You talking to that man. Oh, you think you the man? Oh, shit. I'm the man next to the man. What you talking about? Look at my shoes. Look at my gators. Look at my non-layer gators. Look at my belt. My belt match my shoes. What you talking about? Bitch, I'm up in this mother sucker. All right, look at this. Look at this. I got I got a wad of money out here. Look at this. I be peeling back like this. Buy this girl a drink and buy her friend a drink. Shit, you ain't talking about nothing right now. Look at the Amex. I got the Amex credit card right there. What you talking about, baby? I got the Amex in here. Get anything you want. Get anything you want. She. Oh, no, no. Don't get anything you want. Hey, you got to be in line for this. You talking to a real one right here. Pop my collar out in this mother. <laughs> it's somewhat dysfunctional. It ends up being juvenile junior high school. What? 
baby, what you talking about? I own property around here. You start to, I own property around here. I own four houses, two vacation houses in St. Lucius. What you talking about? I know how to travel. I got a passport right here. Baby, I could take you anywhere. What you want to talk about? <laughs> right? Oof. All right, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> it's like, yo, man. I'm like, man, that's all, that's all bullshit to me. And then what? You got her number and paid for a drink. All right, anyway. All right, shout out to our brother Ralphie says, why do you consider that mature though? I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm, I, it's lost in context. Why do you consider that mature? I'm not sure what we were talking about, so the point is missed. I'm not sure what's mature. <laughs> All right. He said they don't put Chad through that, and rarely does a Chad approach them. So, yeah, Chad doesn't have to go through all of that goofiness. They don't. The chat doesn't have to go through all of that. Shout out to the Gift of the Gab show says, all you need is choosing signals, a fistful of 20s, cologne, food, and drink, and bitches love to eat and drink. It be with the... uh, You can't win! 100%. Yeah, you jive turkey. You probably live at your mama house. I don't live at my mama house. I own two houses here in Atlanta. You got some nerve. You probably like white women. All right, what you in here? You, I probably like white women. Why you say I like white women? Oh, you speak too properly. I speak properly. I know how to speak Ebonics. I know how to speak Ghetto Ninja. What you talking about, girl? I grew up on. I grew up on the other side of town. I grew up in Bankhead. I grew up in Bunkhead. Whatever the hell they call it. Shit, I shot two people back in the day. And I'm a lawyer. What you talking about, girl? I got that street game and I got that thugging. You want some thug love? That's how you talk to black women. Like most black women. In Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles. And my mother got that southern cooking. What you talking about? I'm a mama's boy. I'm a pure mama's boy. I love my mama. I love my mama. In fact, I talk to my mama every day. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? All that? All that woofing? Oh, hell no. Shout out to our brother Jaime Torres says, nah, coach. I got cold approach game. My butter pecan Puerto Rican. Love my New York fitted. Baseball cap in my Honda Civic. I just pull up and say, hey, mama Sita. Hey, mommy. And the reason I don't talk about black women is he's right. I got nothing but vitriol for black women. I, I don't target black women. I, I guys, I get everybody. I got everybody, brothers. I don't have no vitriol for just black women. I find them to be kind of just, kind of just, yeah. You know, I could they can miss me for most of that time. Shout out to talk. He said Kevin Sullivan says talk to him, coach. Let him know out here that. Yeah, I got time, cuz. But black men are sensitive. Black men got sensitive ears. Anytime I talk about other races of women, it goes right over your head. All right, I literally got a show dedicated to gorditas. <laughs> I got a thing where I play music about Asian women. And here, here, here this ninja go, oh, we got vitriol for black. What? I talk about Puerto Rican women stabbing me. <laughs> All right. And you just go pull out your little, he got vitriol for black women. I say Puerto Rican women are going to stab me at some point. Come on, man. Are you that sensitive? Are you that? You can't be that sensitive. Have you not watched my show? <laughs> mm. 
I call women flatbacks in the, in the suburban area. Flatbacks. Super sensitive ninjas. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. You can't be this sensitive. Everybody catch wreck. From man to women over here. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Super sensitive ass ninjas. What? Millie Mouth Muskrat. Flatback. Master Splinters. Who is that? Who? When I say Master Splinter, who is that targeted to? Not black women. It's simply not black women. It's literally a master splinter has a certain person that that phrase is targeted to. And it never, ever is talking about a black woman. Come on, man. You single mother-raised men out here need to stop. Everybody catches wreck. You know, y'all wild out here with that, man. Y'all wild. Anyway, we do this for fun and for funds. We don't do this to belittle women at all. We out here just having a little bit of fun, but the crybabies got to ruin it because guess what? What do the crybabies do? They can't prove me wrong. All right, Reggie's in the building. Shout out to you. Maybe we'll get to some of this information here. Okay. Uh, last point on this one. We'll talk about it for 10 minutes. Yeah, I'll run the clock. I'll run the clock. <laughs> All right. Y'all, wow. It's a private investigator. Yeah, these mama boy ass ninjas, man. It literally. It, what about the, what about the uh, pogs? They haven't caught wreck on my show. Pogs. Come on, man. Y'all wild. You mama boys are wild. This is the show that we do, man. Soft ninjas out here. Oh, by the way, this is what I have to say to you ninjas out here that always want. And one of the reasons I don't put black women on my thumbnails is for guys like that. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> okay. And people say, you need to put more black women on your thumbnail. Well, when I do, I get mama's boys like that that come in. And so I carefully don't put black women on my thumbnails that often because everybody thinks I'm harping on black women and I just don't target them. I don't target them specifically and, and throw them out to the side. Okay. And I've done many shows on that. So people often ask me, why don't you put black women on your thumbnails? Because I'm like, everybody going to think I'm talking about them specifically. So I literally put other races of women on my, on my thumbnail all the time. I have to think about it. And sometimes I overdo it. But I have to think about it because there are some people out here that think that, that that's the case. All right. Um, Kevin Samuels was the reason why I'm um, the reason why I'm not Kevin Samuels. One of the reason why is I don't target specifically black women. <laughs> right. I don't do it. Like he made a issue specifically to target them specifically and they got their panties in a bunch. I tend to. Mix it up a little bit. But everybody could get caught wreck over here. All right, but uh, in terms of what we were talking about for this woman specifically, yes, you will find that the men that, the men, this is the woman here that we're talking about. The men that they're asking for to be present is going to represent the men that they inevitably won't date. So she wants men to be able to approach them. Most men aren't approaching. Put a one in the chat if you've given up on cold approach. The data suggests that 60% of men have dropped completely out of dating. Some of these men have gone into the sensitive side, right? And they've expressed their sensitivity only to have that used against them. 
women say they don't understand why men are sensitive and emotional, but then want you to share information with them. If you've experienced this, where a woman says you can share things, you can cry, then all of a sudden you share things. How many men have had information used against them either in a fight or in court that you shared in privacy, as they say in the United Kingdom, or privately with the information in a weak moment. Many men. How many men have been accused of being abusive or emotionally or verbally and or physically? And you weren't the abuser. Meanwhile, Chad, Pookie, or these type of men, they almost inevitably rarely get accused of this type of behavior. You were innocent, and then they lobbed these claims against you. In fact, you were the nice guy, and you still got called an abuser because they got yelled at for doing something stupid. So they created the nice guy only to use the nice guy against you. How many men have experienced that? Lots of us. Lots of us. And they wanted that type of man. I just want a man to be nice, and I want a man to be this. You yelled at her one time for doing some stupid shit. You're an abuser. You're like. <laughs> so they hate the men they create. Inevitably, being this type of guy who walks on eggshells for women, you think walking on the eggshell is a win. It's an L. It's a L because they end up hating you. Oh, you're not man enough, and I wish you would lead. And, and you're like, well, you wanted an equal partnership. Well, how many times have you walked on eggshells around a woman and she dumped you? Or eventually, the walking on the eggshell became too much. All right, you did it a little bit too much, and then she hit you over the head with a whammy. This happens to a lot of men, lots of men. And we figure out at some particular point, you can look at the data, that most of the men that are winning with them have certain qualities. Genetic, which is okay. They're tall, handsome, might be muscular. Those men rarely ever catch wreck like that, maybe financially in a situation. How many men have you seen deal with a woman and he was married to a whole nother woman and she dealt with him for months, if not years, <laughs> right? And you're sitting there like, damn. Meanwhile, you'll get with her and say, hey, I'm not married. I don't have girls. I don't cheat. She says, I like my man like that. And then you demonstrate all these good qualities only for her to get bored, dump you, or she might even abuse you. She might finesse you. In my opinion, in my opinion, if you take advice on how to become a man from a woman, you're going to lose in life. You're going to lose in life, relationships, or anything. In fact, listening to them describe the man they want, they most likely are describing the opposite man that they want. Or the man that they're going to win, That the man that's going to win, the man that's going to get over on them, they're describing the man they can get over on. I want a man that's this and not too much this and not kind of nice and a little bit mean and am I got that guy that could put me in check but not tell me no ever. If you're listening to women describe the man that they want and you try to set yourself out to become that man, 
you're going to lose. And this is without a doubt because they hate the men that they create. They want a man that makes a lot of money and spend money on them and leads financially and pays all the bills, but then they want to be considered an equal partner. Can't make it up. They want a man that actually overcomes and overlooks their sexual promiscuity, but then wants him to believe that she can be faithful and loyal. Oh, you know, that shouldn't count. He should be not insecure to overlook that. Then you're in a relationship. How come you don't trust me? Um, how come you're not loyal to me? How come you think I'm not loyal? Mm. See, they live in a fantasy world, and they're trying to bring a lot of guys in this fantasy world. I will be able to tell you, um, for the most part, Whatever you become, they're going to hate it. You're going to give it to them. They're going to hate it. They've asked for equality. We've given it to them. They hate it. Then they ask you, how come you're not approaching? How come you're not taking the lead? We're equal. How come women don't approach? Now, I know I don't want women approaching men. All right. But they're like, oh, I grew up in a time where men, okay, you also grew up in a time where women were property. You also grew up in a time where a ninja could backslap, a pimp hand slap a woman. You grew up in a time where women had to work for pimps to sell pussy. You grew up in a time where women made, made way less money than men. You grew up in a time where women barely were going to college, but now you're asking for those men to be present. You grew up in a time where one income could support an entire family of four, but now you're saying you want the good parts. You want none of that, but you want the guy to be a man. You grew up in a time where men were barbarians, would blow their nose in a handkerchief and then wipe it like this and put it in a pocket. You grew up in a time where ninjas used to smoke packs and packs of cigarettes. You grew up in a time where ninjas did not help raise their kids at all, but you're asking for men to still have the qualities of those men, but you strip away every other thing that that man could be to be able to consider himself a man. Then when you get said man, or you can't get said man, you complain about the said men that you created. You want a nice guy as a husband and not the previous wife beater husband, but then when you get that husband, you complain that he ain't man enough and don't take care of his responsibilities and your peace leave done dried up like the Sahara Desert, so you go and cheat on that man. That's the man you created. (laughs) You asked for that man and now he's here. And here you are. You don't like the amount of men you got. Why is that the case? Because a lot of men try to become what they believe women like. You try to become the guy with the mouthpiece. You think women like that. And so now I got it. They ask him to be cold approach. So I'm going to go cold approach him. As soon as you approach him. Eight out of 10 times, harassment, rejection, (laughs) you know what I mean? All right, and you're like, you asked to be approached. Well, we have the right of first refusal. We don't have to take your approach. I just use the approach as self-esteem. I just wanted you to validate me. I just wanted you to treat me nice and give me compliments. Just because I asked for you to approach doesn't mean you're going to get anything. So they ask to be approached, but then they want to just turn you down. Wait a minute. I asked for the approach, but not from you. What kind of clown are you to believe that you can approach me? Mm. I asked to be approached, but by guys 
by Chad, not you. Oh, thank you very much, but this is what you're getting. So you're listening to women say, I want to be approached. It's a trap. It's a trap. Let me show you something. Let me see if I can show you this. I might get a copyright for this. I don't think I can show it. I need it to be a GIF. Guys, we were shown this. I think Angry Man brought this up, or it might have been um, Angry Man or Aaron Clary. Let me tell you something. When it comes to ladies, stop listening to them. Even when they're asking for help, you almost don't have to listen to them, right? You got to see them in trouble. You got to see them in trouble. Because we grew up and the cartoons used to tell us the real story. It used to tell us that they're always going to finesse us. They're always going to tell us one thing and do the other. This guy right here is Charles Brown, Charlie Brown. The woman holding the football is Lucy. Lucy and Charlie really didn't get along because they were youngins. But every week, every week, Lucy would want to help Charlie kick the football. And every week, Lucy would tell Charles, Charlie, nah, I'm going to let you kick it this time. <laughs> Somebody said AM showed it, Angry Man showed it. Shout out to Angry Man. And what would happen was Charlie Brown would believe her and listen to her. And they tried, guys, the cartoons used to tell us. And guess what would happen? He would believe her. He would believe her. And he'd run up with all his might. And she just wanted the attention. She had, Char, uh, Charlie had to listen to her. She would vent. And at the end of the day, she would yank that football. She would yank that football. And Charlie Brown would be like, how did I fall for that again? I fell for that again, huh? Yes. You fell for it again. How many times? Y'all gonna fall for it. And I'm not, I'm not here to belittle women. I'm just telling you as a man, because I speak from man to man. Ladies, if you think you're not like this, okay, go ahead about your belief system. I'm not here to prove you or disprove you. But this is kind of how it works. I don't care if you're married to the woman for four years, five years, 10, 12. I don't care if you're dating. I don't care if you're cold approaching. They always have a right to yank that football. They always have a right to remove that consent. They always have a right to change that mind. They always have a right to put you in a position of hurt, knowingly put you in a position of hurt, and keep on moving on. And if this is untrue, let me know. I'm not trying to push you into the position of hate. This is just how they are. But here you go. Next time, Coach. I'm going to kick that football. Next time, coach, I'm going to get that girl's number. Next time, coach, I'm going to get that girl's number and get her over to the crib. Remember, cold approach is just the first part of engagement with women. It's just the first part. It don't guarantee you any success after that. Are you going to marry her? Are you going to get some peace leave? What did you get? What did you get? You might have got the number. Okay, now what? Are you going to get sex from her? It doesn't guarantee anything. It got you maybe a step closer. 
But here you go again. Rejection doesn't hurt. Yeah. Stop listening to who they say they want you to be and be a man. And more likely, that's who they want. All <laughs> right. They want a man. They don't want a man that works around her. They want a man that leads her. They want a man. And even then, most of us are never going to even be, that doesn't even guarantee success. That guarantees you partial success. Because now you got to keep kind of being the man. You got to hope hypergamy doesn't take control. Uh, any woman disagreeing with me, show me your marriage license. Show me the date you're married. Show me the date you're married and how long you've been married. Okay, we, we're, not letting, we're not letting single old women and single young women talk over here. I don't let bird-chested ninjas talk over here. They listen. You ain't class today. If you disagree with me, show me your marriage license. That's how we measure shit over here. We don't let you measure shit with talk. I'm the only one talking over here. All right, and everybody else is talking around what I'm saying. But we don't give you, a, uh, we don't give you something over here. If you're 42 and single, 42 and divorced, you don't get to talk. You don't get to talk about what you will and won't do. We from the Missouri, but we from the show me state. Okay. You don't get to say, well, not all. And I won't show me. We only show and prove over here. All right. Shout out to our brother. Joseph John says ring the bell. Ish is done coach. Indeed. <laughs> all right. We don't get to use theories and then you disqualify my theories after I didn't spend hours showing you proof. All right. Nope. We don't do that. This is not a theoretical channel. This is not a if ands or what if and a uh, not all. <laughs> what we do is there show and prove. Show your work. Show your work over here. We don't let uh, PUAs come over here and piss on guys and give you false hope. We don't let people do that. I will not allow PUAs, which are pickup artists, I will not allow you on my platform to piss in the wind or let these ninjas piss in the wind, all right, as you present shit that you don't even do. And no, I don't want to look at your old pictures, your old Polaroids, and all of that shit. I don't want to see your old emails. (laughs) I don't want to see your pictures of you looking like Y'all wearing Tommy Hill figure. We doing receipts only to disqualify what I'm talking about. Receipts only. That's what we doing. Anyway, that's enough of this show. Shout out to y'all brothers, man. Do me a favor. Hit the like button over here. Hit the like button over here. And we're going to take y'all out with the outro. Peace. <laughs>